Welcome to episode 52 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, this is our special best of wrap up. Oh my gosh. First of all, we, to prepare for this, went back yes. through episode after episode, like yes. we each went through our, our subjects that we have covered, like scientists, like mad scientists. Yes. And... Um, it's funny to listen to episodes where we're like, oh my God, we're on number 10. Yeah. Oh my God. It seems like the last 30 have flown by. Yeah, they have. And I, I don't know if it has to do with COVID or just I getting we're into just like- we're just in a groove. Yeah, we're in a groove. We're in the It definitely thing. has changed yeah. too. It, I, like listening to the evolution of it. Yes. Like there's a difference between the early ones yes. and the later ones. And Well, we seem a lot more comfortable. Yes. Earlier, it was just like- and these are the facts. And, I, yeah. and there's a clip that I'm going to play for one of mine where I'm like, and this is, the, and it's really low. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to turn that up because yeah. I'm like, turn up the volume. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, this is exciting. It's, it's going to be a very... great episode. We're going to have clips and we're yes. going to have some of our big fan, our favorite fans come yes. on and talk yeah, to today, us. Today, yeah, we're going to share um, some of our favorite stories from the past year and yes. I can't wait to hear from some of our mucksters about their favorite stories. <laughs> I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. My my son was asking me yesterday, what do you call your, because we were listening to Gaga, and, he, and he, uh. she was talking about little monsters. I go, oh, that's what she calls her fans. And he goes, what do you call your fans? I go, oh, mucksters. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I wanted to say thank you to all our listeners and yes. our fellow podcasters. Who our Patreons. Our Patreons have been so supportive. Our family and friends, especially yes. Our husbands and our children. I mean, you know, we record here. We record at your house. But yes. like here I have to like yell at everybody to go to their rooms and yes. shut up for the next like sometimes two to three hours. And it's a huge deal to it get is. these kids to go. Like, thank and God they're old Yesterday, to do this. you know, I was re-listening to some stuff and just laughing. I was, you know, it was before my son's soccer game. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're warming up and whatever. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go through some clips. And I'm just sitting in the chair giggling, and my husband's like, what is the matter with you? And I was like, I'm sorry, but I just, and whenever I hear your laugh, I, it just, it brings me so much joy. Oh, Tina. Oh, my God. I love that. Thank you. It, it's just, I, it's like the best thing ever. So. Thank you. Well, this has been amazing, and it's our first season, and so second season starts next week. Oh. I already think I have a good story that I'm going to bring for Ooh. next week's uh, podcast. We're going to come out the gates Dang. swinging. Oh, maybe I should change my story. Maybe I should change. <laughs> so okay. what's our first? So first we're starting with the grossest person on yes. our list. So do you want to go first? Sure. All right. All right. So my grossest politician comes from episode 37 when I covered President Lyndon B. Johnson, or rather, Johnson's Johnson. Yeah, Jumbo, right? Jumbo. <laughs> so I just, I still can't get over how he just kind of threw his weight around and his junk. Mm. He threw his weight and his junk around. It was very disturbing. Yes. Hit, play, girl. Let's listen. Reveals that Johnson wanted to have a special shower nozzle installed in addition Stop. to the standard nozzle. Um, and he wanted a, a special nozzle that was pointed directly at his penis. What in the fuck? <laughs> Tina, stop it. Stop it. So when he was told that it would be really, really expensive and complicated to complete this request. We can't make a shower just for your penis. Well, they did. No. They did. But allegedly he referenced Vietnam saying, if I can move 10,000 troops in a day, you can certainly fix the bathroom any way I want it. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's so fucked up. Stop it. It's, oh my God. It's so And funny. also it's like, um, it's, there's a part of that episode where I can't stop laughing, but there's a part of the episode where two things. First, we talk about BDE, which we've yes. referenced many times. Big dick B-D-E. energy. BDE. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. And Johnson <laughs> definitely had that. And also like the fact that a president of the United States, like you, we always think Trump is like the lowest, but like this motherfucker yes. built a, sho- a shower for his dick. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. And it's so yes. like the epitome of being American. Oh my God. Right. Like this proud of your genitals, yes. like this stupid well, an excess, bullshit. An excess. Yes. And it's know? so fucked up. And that's in our white house. Yes. It was. Oh Can my you God. Imagine? No, I can't. It's so fucking <laughs> gross. And I can't, uh, you know, that was the perfect clip. And it was, I, you know, yeah. I was going to pick that one too. And I was like, you know what? We should probably pick from our own list. So I kind of went a different way for my grossest. Um, I I picked the um, the AIDS crisis because it was something Ugh. I, co- I co- uh, covered early on and I think is gross. It's gross yeah. the way that every level of the government has failed, failed the gay community yes. and, and many others when it came to the um, AIDS epidemic in the 80s. And so um, because it was primarily in the gay community, it was ignored and kind of left behind, this community was left behind yes. and, and uh, left to die on their own. And if it wasn't for really loud activists and uh, you know, staging uh, die-ins and churches and just never getting out of the face of the media and just every everything they did to kind of fight and say we're we're human we're here we exist um but the clip that i chose was when ronald reagan talking about ronald reagan who was the president at the time finally saying aids finally yes but but why acknowledging yeah but why he finally said it it wasn't because of the gay community so here's my clip Ryan White died on August 27th, 1985 Hmm. from complications of having AIDS. And then uh, President Ronald Reagan says the word AIDS for the first time on September 17th, 1985, which cannot be a coincidence that 15 days later after a very national public, you know, worldwide public figure, kid, I think he was 14 or 15, apologies that I'm not sure about 14 or 15 that dies. Um, and then at this point, but at this point, 5,000 people in the United States had died from complications of AIDS, Mm. but it wasn't until Ryan White died that president Reagan had the nerve to actually say the word in in a statement. Mm. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I, I feel like it's very America too. Mm -hmm. Um, when we look at people who are marginalized in the attention that they get. We yeah. see it when children are kidnapped, right? If it's the blonde, mm. blue-eyed little girl versus a black child or, you know, a child from a low socioeconomic yeah. community. You know, there's differences in the approach. Um, our indigenous women who get ignored, uh, it, it's 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 a terrible thing. Yeah. And it, it, was... really, it really highlights that because it was this young yes. white child yes. who died from it now or even now like, it's important. Think about the beginning of the pandemic, this uh, COVID, and it was like, well, old, the elderly are the ones who are going to get it. Right. And they were literally fucking elected officials going, "Oh, well, well, my grandmother would, sa- oh, I'd yeah. sacrifice myself because I'm in my, sa- what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like that. That somehow they don't matter anymore. Yeah, they don't have value. Their their life yeah. doesn't have value from the people who value life. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, All right. So goodness gracious. I know that was, it's a low point. That, that was a low point for our country yes. uh, of, of many lows. Yes. <laughs> many lows. Many, many lows on the muck. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to move on to the worst person we've covered or the worst story. Now we have plenty to pick from. We do you want to go first? 
Okay. Okay. So my worst person. So I did a lot of really uh, horrible men <laughs> that did a lot of horrible things. That's true. To, I, I kind of at one point in the podcast was like, "Can you do a good? Better? Yeah. Can like, you stop? No, like, yeah. You're no like children. no more children. No more children. <laughs> so I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to mm-hmm. pick one of those because it, it's just a heavy yeah. topic. But this is equally bad. So the worst one. I'm going to say one of the worst. Um, they're all kind of yeah. the worst for me. But one of the worst um, comes from episode 22. It's former Custer County Sheriff Michael Burgess, and he's the guy who treated the female prisoners Mm. horrifically. So let's take a listen to some of the things he was doing as a sheriff. Tina, the worst. I know. So we'll start with the prison. So according to um, a journalist, uh, Reuters of Prison Legal News, in the prison, women were fondled, pinched, Forced into wet t-shirt contests. Excuse me. What year is this, please? I, this, I, is, this is throughout like the 2000s. Oh, late my 90s. God. Yes. Can you imagine? No. Watched in showers. Fuck this. Watched in other freezing cold rooms where they were stripped down. And they also had to show their breasts to get things like medicine, toilet paper, feminine hygiene products, food, ice, cigarettes. I'm fucking furious. Disgusting. Girl, I, uh, it still sk- makes I'm, me mad. I I'm still mad, got, yeah. I got goosebumps from it just listening that, and the fact that this isn't, uh, it's not like some 1940s jail. You know, this is happening in, in contemporary times yeah, in America. If I remember this correctly, it was in the, it's somewhere in maybe Oklahoma or something like that. Or right? Or what? I don't remember. I, okay. And, but it was, the jail was in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Like it was, it was yeah, no, it was this podunk, nobody, yeah, little, yeah. And so nobody was really paying attention. And there had been a couple of women who had said something and nobody kind of listened. And finally, one person was like, listen, yeah, you we, know, we hello. Can't do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. I know. What the fuck? And then you have to, I mean, I just, it just made me think of how many other small towns mm-hmm. or how many even large cities going back to early, earlier times in America where people didn't talk about this stuff, what was right. happening. Right. And women or anyone yeah. else was kind of just going along with it because like, this is the law this is it, and no one's going to believe me. Ooh, girl. Okay. So my worst oh, is God. from um, my ep- episode 12. My, my subject was Newt Gingrich. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, God, the guy who basically like yeah. we are where we are in America yeah. because of Newt yes. Gingrich. Yes. So patient all, zero, patient zero. That's who he is. So all <laughs> yes. of the contention that is felt on Capitol Hill today, the division and resentment that we feel to anyone that belongs to the other party yeah. all started with this man, Newt Gingrich. Oh so his God. plan was to always rise to power and then divide everybody. So he uses language to describe Democrats uh, negatively and just over constantly. constantly the rhetoric. Especially elected Rhetori- Democrats. He is the rhetorician yes. of and the it, Republican Party. And he would do it from the House floor, which was just shocking to anyone in the 90s. was like, what the fuck is going on? And Republicans didn't really have, for 40 years, the Democrats had the House. And so this man comes in and just flips this whole thing. And it was, I think they were all taken aback at first. And it took them a, a little while to catch up. They finally used his tactics against him. But, you know, he was evil. He was planned. He was organized. And that's Ugh. how you get all this done. So it was the rise of this conservative right-wing party with no holds barred, like just constantly attacking, attacking, attacking. Yes. And it is where we are today with Trump and, and everything else that's going on. Yes. And social media doesn't make it any better. No, so, now it's, God, that's, it's, it's let everything explode even yeah, more. Yeah, it makes it worse. And there's all this misinformation and fake news or whatever. Okay, so this clip 
is describes now what he's doing excuse me what he's doing with the fame and the politics and and part of what his plan was with using state candidates to to get what he wants here we go so in 1990, after consulting focus groups, GOPAC distributed a memo with a cover letter signed by Gingrich titled Language, um, a Key Mechanism of Control that encouraged Republicans to, quote, speak like Newt. It contained lists of con contrasting words with negative connotations such as radical, sick and traitors and optimistic, positive governing words such as opportunity, courage and principled that Gingrich recommended for using in describing Democrats and Republicans respectively. Oh, wow. I so, love this. So he is just like he's created this rhetorical yes, machine yes. to train people. Yes. And they did things like make cassette tapes because everybody listened to cassette tapes then. Yeah. And he would send them out to um, Republicans that were elected to state house or to state office. You know, any elected official that's in a state in in the United States. And he would send them the tapes and they they ate them up. They loved them. They It became like a mantra that now we are going wow. to start talking like this. And be like this. So he his ideals relied on this very romantic idea of a lost America. Sound familiar? Oh, God, Make America great again? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, that's exactly the same same bullshit. My God. Yeah. I just, you know, re-listening to that, I just pictured like a bunch of like young yes. Republicans like on a on a jog with their big Walkman listening yes. to new, yeah. like getting inspired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a plan. What Especially a plan. because he always talked about like like Republicans were caving in on things, but the fact of the matter is it was called you know, working together. Yeah. <laughs> it was but, called bipartisan right, work. And right, that's what it but, was called. I mean, like this is a calculated oh, scheme. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to, we're going to mail this out. We're going to have a script. We're going to have the language. It is, it's the brilliant Machiavellian plan. And it's, it's all to get very, power. And I remember even very, reading. Yeah. It, it, wow. It's evil as fuck. Yes. And I remember reading an article then, and I'm sure he feels this way now, but he was very proud uh, you know, this Trump being elected was a, a big deal for him because he wants everything. That's to, the culmination of yeah, his. He wants everything to <laughs> fall his, apart of his uh, ideology, yes. I guess, of his of his system yes. that he, he put wants, in place. Oh, yes. he wants everything to fall apart. He wants everything to go away and and, and then rise. And he, then he's going to be the one that rises out of the ashes like the build, Phoenix. Okay. Build a new, build something else. I mean, the idea of burning everything down and starting over, but yeah. the way that he's that this idea is is. Girl. Bonkers. Guys, you got to listen to it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the stupidest of the stupid. Ooh. So you picked a great one for stupid. So there's two clips on your clip. So why don't you talk about your guy? Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> so stupidest politician. It was tough because <laughs> so many of these people that we covered have made ridiculous mistakes. You know, stupid things that got them busted and... For this one, I went way back to episode 17 and the accidental tweet of one Anthony Weiner, a.k.a. <laughs> Carlos Danger. <laughs> Let's check it out. All right. So there's two clips. Hang in. Oh, there. my God. I couldn't. You could. I couldn't pick one. I had to pick two. I couldn't help it. It's so good. So the first clip talks about. This tweet, and then the second yes. one is, oh. you know, he he gets out, he gets thrown out of. Oh, like, and then he like, comes back, and then he comes out as mayor, God. and he's got to admit, as he's running for mayor of New York, he's that there's men. more shit going on. Yes. All right, here we go. Or he's back yeah. to his old tricks. Please, <laughs> here we he go. He never stopped his old tricks. <laughs> yeah. So 
in 2011, like I said, he, he posts that picture to Twitter, but it was an accident. So what he meant to do was he meant to DM someone and instead he posts a link to a picture and it's basically it's interaction inside underwear and it goes to the, the public and that's where like Wienergate explodes, right? It's headline Holy news shit. and he admits to her that he's been DMing and sending pics to several women over the length oh of their relationship. Oh my god! Oh my god! And she forgives him, of course. I listen. If my husband I came know. to me, going, I hear you, honey. Listen, I've been DMing all these women. I've been sending. I would say, get out. I would take the phone. Well, I'd break it in half <laughs> over his head, and I'd, I'd be get out. Okay, I'd be different. I would say, well. I would laugh a lot and then I would go, let me see. What would you do? I want to read everything. Like I'd want to see no, everything. I would have to take it out. I, I wouldn't have time for it. Yeah. Especially if it was like he was sending unsolicited to women. I, oh, no, I that's would, stupid. That's I would just, just say get oh, I I would be so mortified. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Anthony, Anthony Weiner is just the best. And it's I, like that uh, uncontrolled. He cannot control himself. He can't. And you know what was really hard not to pick? Is the the one in t- his in his underwear where you said... Uh, the butterface. Oh, no. Oh. I thought you were talking about the... There's, so there's another clip where uh, Hillary's like, oh, like he's a superhero, Carlos Danger. And I wish someone could draw the picture of him because we, we talk about him with his hands on his hips and the bulge and like no shirt and a cape. Such a creep. Carlos like the creepiest Danger. superhero ever. Someone but, make that, please. But we talk about how he's got like this butt of face and, he, yes. and how, you know, that's my theory about Carlos Danger is that he probably was rejected by women his entire life oh my and God. then was able to like go to the gym, bulk up, you know, get cut yeah. and then was say- sending his picture. I don't think they had his face. No. Yeah. This is again the BDE. The Was the, it the BDE? I, it might be. Maybe. Maybe the wreck up from the neck up with Anthony. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, they talk about women this way. Why can't we? I okay. Know. So my <laughs> stupidest and I love so much is Rod Blagojevich. From oh episode 30. my God. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. on episode 30, we talk about uh, Rod Blagojevich and, you know, as we've discussed numerous times on the podcast, Illinois is the gift that keeps on oh giving. Oh my God. And Rod Blagojevich was the rising star in the democratic party in Illinois, rising all the way to governor. He made no friends in Springfield when he went to work there. He just was a major pain in the fucking ass for both parties. <laughs> and when word came down that he was trying to sell Barack Obama's now vacant U.S. Senate seat in 2008, the shit hit the fan. Yes. Um, and he was trying to get, like, a, his wife appointed to all these oh, boards please, and please. all this money. And God, I can't and piece stand. Of shit. I can't stand this stuff. I know. So he was impeached, convicted, and thrown in jail. Um, and there are so many great stupid clips from this episode um, all the way from like Trump giving him a pardon oh my to God. his wife eating spiders on that reality show oh yes I forgot about <laughs> the celebrity get me out of here he was supposed to go on and the judge was like are you out of your fucking mind yes. in the middle of a trial yes so his wife went and he was oh like oh I feel God. so bad watching her eat spiders oh please <laughs> you took that money so oh God he's the best um so the the clip that I chose, though, because it made me laugh so hard and I couldn't even get it out when we were doing it, <laughs> was this clip. Um, when we found out that Rod was a, a bit of a musician. Oh, my God. While in the federal penitentiary. 
Oh, sometimes I gotta take a deep breath before I, I say things. While in the federal penitentiary, Blagojevich was the lead singer for a prison rock band no. called <laughs> the Jailhouse Rockers. No! Named after the Elvis Presley song. No! Tina, Please, is there footage? I don't know, is but there a I band was writing this yesterday. Can I get the t-shirt? I was <laughs> fucking dying. And I was laughing. And it was like tears. And my son's like, oh my are you okay? I'm like, I was like, the story, the twist, the turns. The twist it never ends with this guy. Uh, that record got me high. Uh, can we get a copy of that record? Can we listen to him? We somehow, can we do something? Yes, we're calling out to our podcast friends. That record got me high. We need to cover the Jailhouse Rock. Oh my God. Um, and of course the band dissolved when the lead guitarist was released. So <laughs> the band broke up <laughs> for various oh reasons. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So all I, all I keep picturing is, is a t-shirt. It's the, the, the from the the jailhouse rock movie where he's doing where <laughs> that, he's in and and he has that yes. move but put uh rod's face on it with the hair with the hair yeah. can we can someone please like that's our other okay so now we have two we have two yes. great ideas for some merch we have <laughs> the carlos danger superhero doll and then we have <laughs> we have the jailhouse rockers t-shirt oh that would be the best oh my god okay we're doing someone oh someone please who do we know who I do we know so much rod <laughs> Blagojevich, the greatest ever. The jailhouse rockers. I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. I, I would what? wear that shirt so would today. I. And people would be like, what is that? I'd be like, oh, you uh, didn't hear? Uh, Let me yeah. tell you a little yeah. bit about <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to funniest, which is our last oh, category. Oh, goodness gracious. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Yes. So you go first. Oh, no. Let me go first. Okay. Yours is really funny. And I think ending our clip show on this. Yours <laughs> thing is funny. So I'll go first. So I chose from episode 28. When Elvis goes to the White House. Oh, my God. <laughs> because that is such a bonkers fucking story. It's bonkers. Yeah. So on December 21st, 1970, just to give you guys a little refresher, Elvis rolled up to the White House with no doubt that he'd be walking out of there with a badge from the DEA. I mean. And why would there be any doubt? He was Elvis, right? I mean, like, and the irony, too, that he's like this pill head, like, yes, you know, and like yes. he wants the DEA badge. That's what's so funny about the entire story is that we all find out later on he's a, he's a nut. Yeah. So... Also, um, alas, he was given a time with the president due to one of Nixon's aides being a huge fan of Elvis. He walked in, talked to Nixon for a short period of time, and Nixon okayed Elvis receiving the badge. Oh, my god! So we now know that Elvis collected badges from various police departments. And according to his wife at the time, Priscilla Presley, Elvis thought he could travel from country to country with all the drugs he wanted if he had the DEA oh badge. Oh, my God. I mean, it's a brilliant move. <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. Uh, so, But before <laughs> all of this, Elvis wrote a letter to Nixon to convince him to have a meeting. And so this clip contains part of the letter, which is very funny, that Elvis wrote to Nixon. Yes. Here we go. Scribbling on his little airport pad. <laughs> yeah, it was the, Amer yeah. the airline yeah. notebook or no yeah. paper. All right, here we go. The drug culture, the hippie elements, the SDS, Black Panthers, oh. etc. do not consider me as their enemy or as they call it the establishment. I call it America and I love it. Sir, oh, I God, <laughs> Elvis. Sir, I can and will be in of any service that I can to help the country out. I have no concern or motives other than helping the country out. So I wish not to be given a title or an appointed position. I can and will do more good if I were made a federal agent at large. And I what? will help out by doing it my way <gasps> through my communications with people oh. of all ages. Wow. I mean, 
He's like, don't give me an appointment. I don't want to work. Yeah, no, I don't no, want to no, do anything. No, no, no. no, no. Just please, just to help, hook, help yeah, me out. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. And he, and he didn't even, he, he did get the badge and he also, remember he brought his buddies in with him. Yes. He was like his bodyguard and his friend. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, he gave them, uh, Nixon gave them white house cufflinks. Yes. And he's like, Hey, and you like know, necklaces. they're married. Yeah. You know, they're married, sir. And he gave them brooches for their wives. Like, Honey, Elvis can you is like, imagine? he's like a klepto. He walks out and yes. goes in. He's like, what else can you give me? I'm like, like he the richest it. man yeah. alive. Yeah. And he deserves it. And yeah. all his friends deserve it. Well, he's, I mean, taking advantage of that, that Elvis yeah. status, man. Yeah. Creep. My funniest politician still makes me laugh. Oh, girl. It's from Providence, Rhode Island. Mm. And my friend Keith uh, Clavin, he, uh, he, he's a great uh, friend. And uh, lis- I think he listens to the show. He definitely follows our Insta. And he sent me a post on Insta of someone who actually misses this person. It was uh, Buddy Cianci. Mm. And the clip was like, I miss the good old days when I played... You know, uh, at Buddy Cianci's house. And I'm like, oh, my God, these guys. Um, Buddy Cianci is the greatest. I I have to tell you, I think that might be, if I could pick a top five of my favorite people that have been on the show, Buddy Cianci would be one of the top Yes, this guy. And let's listen. We just got to listen to this. This is from episode 31. All right. Do you want to set it up? Like what he, what was going on when he said this? Oh, so, okay. I'll set it up a little bit. So this guy essentially... Was like kind of running around, uh, had some, you know, he's like a wannabe gangster kind of guy. Yeah, but he's also a mayor. And he's also a mayor. And <laughs> he, um, he, he suspected someone of uh, canoodling with his wife. And so he had a little meeting with them. Yeah. And this is a clip. Okay, here we go. So he, he signs um, the paper. But my favorite part is, Cianci's like, you're going to be dead. D-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're going to be dead. <laughs> Tina, just end the story. I can't fucking take it anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, he's the mayor of a fucking city. It's my favorite. Buddy oh, my God. But the, is the, the, best. the fact that he spells it D-E-D. Yeah, no. Going to be dead. Dead. Oh, my God. This guy. So he basically made this man sign a piece of paper, like yeah. admitting to an affair with his wife. It's so. Yeah. It's like, and what does the guy perfect. do as soon as he leaves? He goes right to the cops. Of course. Like, the like, I got, yeah, I got kidnapped. Then, oh, I got PS. kidnapped. And there was a cop in yes, the room. That's right. I was going to say, P.S. <laughs> this guy, there was a cop by the door and the guy couldn't leave the yes. fucking house. I mean, beat the shit out of this guy. Yes. Telling me, you're going to be dead. Yeah, you're going to be dead. And then uh, he's like, well, well I, didn't, we, I didn't beat him. Yeah. Like, he, got, he got roughed up a little bit. What are you talking Did about? Did he burn him with cigarettes? Like, there was something crazy. A log. I think it was a log. Oh, yeah. Like, he took a log from the fire to burn it. Something like that. But like Providence is one of those mob yes, towns. Yes. Providence, Rhode Island. Yes. Is a mob town. Well, it was. I don't yeah. know what's going on anymore. But like, what the hell? I love it. Oh, buddy Cianci. I can't wait until COVID is over and then we should do like, you know, road trips to some yes, of our favorite cities. Yes. That's a great idea. Because buddy, buddy Cianci, I'd love to go to Rhode Island anyway, yes. but buddy Cianci, um, is like one of our favorite people too. Yes. Because what does he do when he gets out of jail, honey? Oh, he runs for runs mayor again. again. And the motherfucker wins. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on around here? Yes. It happens on almost All every time. episode we talk about somebody getting in trouble, running from jail yes. or running for yes. office. <laughs> and there they are again. Yeah. And then the, forgiven. Yes. Forgiven, for, forget, forgiven, forget. Short term memories yeah. of the American voter. Oh, girl. 
So now we get to call <laughs> some of our uh, fans of the show and supporters yes. of the show and some of our Patreons. Yes. So this is very exciting. We're having guests on today. Yes. So and the best guest ever. Uh, yes. Our first guest is Kate. <gasps> Kate has been such a supporter of the show and everything that we do. She's a badass mama, and she's very involved in local politics and the community, and she's always giving her time to efforts to, to try everything. to move, make things more positive in this dark-ass world yes. that we live in. So we really love Kate, and we're so excited oh my God, we love Kate. that you're on the show. Welcome, Kate. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you are guys you? bring me such such joy every time I hear your voices I'm, I feel like I'm in the room with you so, Aww, thank you, thank you. how's everything going how's your how's your day so far well the sun is shining so <laughs> we're grateful you know I'm a little annoyed with the weather mm. um I thought we were going on the you know we're getting into winter and I could wear some pants yeah but now it's back to like east uh, weather but yeah. it's okay yeah so it's such so so Florida yeah it just yep. teases us with, with one or two yep. days. And it then... teases us with weather, with our rights, yeah. you know, with our elected officials. <laughs> it teases us. Here's a, I'm going to give you a little bit of goodness, and then I'm going to yes. smack you over the head after. Yes, so that's, and it's all right. that. Right. Here's some cold weather. Now here's the sun an inch from your fucking head every morning. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Florida. Yep, just when you think you can get used to something. Nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> Takes it away. And we're all here. Is it Mac... Mac uh, was it a, uh, not a sadist, the masochist? Which one are we? Masochist if we live right, here? Right, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I like all the pain and hurting. Yes. Yeah. So what oh. has been your favorite uh, subject or story that we've covered so far? I love, so with each episode, I love like the intro and the dialogue and hearing about your week. Um, and then I do all episodes always end with like some cringy, horrible situation, <laughs> right? So they're all like favorites. Right. But the one and then now two um, episodes where I feel like we can't get enough of are the so episode 26, where Tina talked to us about the massacre in Wilmington mm. that, um, you know, or the coup that right. nobody ever talks about and nobody told me about, you know, and the fact that we aren't taught that and it's a direct cause or what's, what is it? It's directly, uh, I don't know what the word is. Anyway, it's because our educational system and our political system and all the systems set up from day one of our democracy yeah. were designed to keep us comfortable and happy yeah. and, and keep other folks down and keep other folks yeah. down, keep us afraid, mm -hmm. keep us uneducated. Um, but the white people comfortable Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that the press, I, I forgot his name, but um, the owner of the newspaper there, you know, was just um, painted as someone who was the problem right. in his journalism or with his journalism, you know, and it's always whitewashed. Um, so then episode 50, which I just listened to yesterday, and then while I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is like Wilmington. And then Tina said that, I think Tina said it, yeah. you know, like the correlation that between the two and how um you know we just have these white saviors come in and destroy the evil black community who has you know risen from horrible circumstances yeah. um without mm. boots to pull up you know mm. and you know and i just we can't have enough of that we really need people in 
in education specifically um, to pick curriculums who, that um, reflect the true history of right. where we've come from. And the same with how Hillary talked about, um, you know, Native Americans and the, how Washington Redskins, the name was completely inappropriate, but well, it's fine with me. Well, you don't understand that's a problem, but you don't understand why it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, like you said, like that's this idea of, of learning that real history and making sure our kids see that part of history and understand, especially with the Wilmington, because it was a coup. Like that is a huge, that is huge. Yeah, but Tina, that there's this coup on American soil and no one's heard about it and no one talks about it and it's fucking treasonous it's and p.s yes. look at what's like and, and and that's what's happening now like oh they don't like right. the election of, of the trump loss right. and so we're yes. gonna su- we're gonna it. succeed secede from right. the country like bye right. yeah, goodbye get out yeah, yeah. At the same, get out. it's the you same thing whole section yes and it's treason it yeah. is your right. traitors to this country if you're right. gonna say the democracy isn't what it is right. and that it's you know you can then you can leave bye yeah. get the fuck out well, and then i i like i find myself doubting reality mm. and doubting what I yes. know in my heart is not okay yes. and what we should be in the streets for like all the time mm. non like last night on the new or I don't know where I watched it but the Proud Boys are marching in DC yeah like wh- I mean you're left what are you doing why why is that and why is that okay I mean I get it it's freedom to yeah do they that have the freedom assemble. of assembly but yes it's fine but you know, if if they weren't white, I think things would be different. Yes, right. of course it would um, be. Of course. Oh, the yeah. language, the language surrounding what was happening would be yes. completely different, and that's the thing too. That's uh, exactly what happened in Wilmington and Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel like because, and I think Hillary brought this up that we, although we didn't know these specific stories, we know generally that things are not really what they seem when we read our textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we do have that privilege. And so we are able to like, for example, with my son's um, curriculum, you know, he was learning about the, <clears throat> the man who helped design and carve the Washington monument. And I'm like, Oh, that's oh. cool. But then I was like, wait, I think he was a KKK member. So let's look into that. And sure enough, he was, Motherfucker, uh, you know, God. of course, he said he wasn't publicly, but it's documented that he was. He was a Dutch. His family was Dutch, and they lived up in that area. Right. And um, you know, that whole east, uh, northeast, north, northern European. Whole, and and you know. in the mm. curriculum, did they talk about how you know the the taking of this land and like the desecration of that space? Exactly. Did they talk right. about no, that? Because that's, I mean, so for the was, indigenous folks yeah. up there, like that was a huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, huge thing that yeah. like, the people were not happy, and we get this like, oh, look at this monument, and yeah, oh, it's, it's this special thing, and it's like, well, no, actually, like people, we we desecrated right. someone's land, mm, right? And I had to supplement that. I was like to my son, I'm like, this man, he might have been a talented sculptor, uh, but the rock was sacred, and right. he took it from the people who owned that land, and we also carved the faces of a few of the men of on there who owned other human beings. Right. Like, so. And now they're on the side of a mountain forever. (laughs) And Kate, uh, what are we? Kate, uh, our episode 50 is called Pilgrims are Murderers because I mentioned in it that I had gone to Kate's house to drop my daughter off to play and they have all these chalk drawings on their, 
on their driveway and it's setting chalk <laughs> pilgrims are murderers i'm like this bitch is going in yes. with these kids and she's telling it. them she's like here are the facts little ones well like, this is, is it yep. kate is also the person who uh gave me the idea for the Thibodeau massacre because right. i didn't know about it so um, i didn't either so yeah. I'm like, oh, this might be interesting. And you yeah. know what? There's probably hundreds and hundreds yep. and hundreds of stories that we have no idea existed. Yeah. And I, it is a huge disappointment. And if somebody ever gets in charge of the Department of Education, Ugh. that will demand those <laughs> kinds of changes, especially around Thanksgiving. Yes. And what I, I had to have the conversations with my children. Absolutely. But how we're three women out of yes. how many that are actually yes. doing that and That's saying true. like, this isn't really that great of a holiday, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's and really it's good important. to have gratitude. It's good to, you know, um, be thankful. Yeah. But I think My there gosh. needs to be an acknowledgement of, you know, yes. how this started. Yes. Just the peanuts. I think the, mm. you know, the peanuts Thanksgiving. Yes, like, yes, okay, yes. We have to, we have to kind of talk about it a little. Yeah. <laughs> But even, um, oh, neither one of us have covered Andrew Jackson, which would oh be my like, God. you want to go down Manifest a deep, destiny. like a dark oh. dive yeah. of Andrew Jackson. Yeah. I feel violence. like he needs like three more episodes. than one episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, God. Oh. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you. Thank you for all of the work you do. I know it's a lot, but it's beneficial to many. So thank you. Oh, thank oh. you for just supporting us and just being such a great friend. Yes. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> Our next guest is Margaret, another longtime friend and supporter of the show. Margaret is a lover of books, travel, and the dead. And I, I love Margaret so incredibly much. I've known her for a long time, and she's one of the people I feel in my life that it doesn't matter where I am 20 years from now. If I, I feel like if I call her, she would come for me. Uh, if I said, I need you to be here um, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you, Tina, so much. And yes, I absolutely would. Aww, <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that nice? Oh, friendship. And we didn't get it recorded, but um, Margaret said she hears her. My voice is her voice. So she said she likes to say motherfucker all the time, too. <laughs> I'm just repeating the funny moment that everyone missed. <laughs> yes, you ladies pack me up. Oh, thank you. So thanks for being a guest on our season uh, one, ep- uh, you know, ending best of. Uh, absolutely. I told Tina I'm, I'm quite honored, actually. And I can't believe it's been a year. Girl. My goodness. I know. I know it's wild and it's been a, it's been a wild year to boot. So I mean, forget about it. It's a, of course, this is the year that we have a podcast where <laughs> everything is just a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little late in the world. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. you're welcome. Thank you. So Margaret, tell us, um, do you have a favorite episode? Oh my God. You guys are going to hate me because I, I can't pick one. I cannot. <laughs> oh, and, dang it. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. The problem is, um, and I hate to say this, I feel a little embarrassed, but I haven't, there are some that I still have to catch up on. So I'm like, really, if I had listened to all 50, I guess, episodes that have been out, um, I'd be really in trouble. But uh, <laughs> I'm still down a few and I have a list of like four or five episodes that really were all so good for different reasons. And so... I I can try to pick the top one off the list, but um, 
but I don't know how much depth you guys want to go into or, you know, what you want to hear from well, me. Well, first I'm of all, thank you for not following directions. So I'm going to hang up on you now. Thanks a lot. Never, ever. <laughs> but second of all, girl, let's go. This is yes. our show. Do whatever you want. Yes. Tell us your top four. I don't care. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Hey. <laughs> so first of all, I love every episode where Tina sings. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is every episode. Because this is another moment where I'm like, that's what I do all day. Um, <laughs> I sing at my kids and my husband and Tina used to do that long ago before I had my first child. And so I know she's still just the same girl living <laughs> in a grown up body. Oh, God. Um, but you guys look, you came out so strong with the first face liquor episode mm. that had me laughing so hard and because I was like are you kidding me <laughs> um and I had thought I guess hearing about the show I initially thought it was going to be just serious big events in uh political history that you know I was excited to listen to and I thought it would be like a fun history lesson for me but that first episode was where I learned that um, it's the little things that first of all are often uh, not only super entertaining but very important to really look at these people that we elect into different positions Mm -hmm. but it also just like lifted this weight for me of like history doesn't always have to be so um I don't know with the pretense of magnitude or anything Mm, like that it's just these little funny things and stupid shit that people do (laughs) um so I loved that one um that's a good one one yeah it was a really good way to start start the show um I really loved the episode five where Hillary did the HIV AIDS, mm. that one really, it, it was so much detail. And I know that you kept saying even throughout that you had to leave out so much because it was such a huge topic. And I know it was one that was very, very personal to you, but it, I was like crying. Mm. I remember being at mm. home as a kid and watching stuff on the news and seeing all these different types of, you know, blame mm. put. And I went back and I actually re-listened to it during COVID. And, you know, I feel like it's interesting right now because it's no longer like politically acceptable mm. to blatantly expose, you know, racism or homophobia or things like that in politics. But I do feel like this coronavirus and the way it's being handled is um, almost like a war on the poor. Yeah. Um, And it just made me think a lot about the connections and the way leadership handles when we have a medical crisis happening, that their choices do become an act almost of war because they're the ones who get to determine what access everybody gets. And you know, all of those thoughts that sort of go in the parallels between our society today and, you know, 40, 50 years ago yeah. when we're still doing the same thing. That's the thing. Um, and this is what I love about your podcast because it reminds me that shit's not over. Things never ended. 
we haven't really changed. We still need to be agitated. Mm. We still need to find our fight. And you guys, I'm getting chills right now just talking about it because um, I don't know how much Tina has told you, but I live in a small rural community um, and it's easy to feel detached and separated Mm. from voices that are similar to mine. And you guys remind me that you are out there in the world, however far away, that you are fighting for the things that I believe in, that you are reminding me of the purpose for everything I've worked so hard for in my Mm. own life to be able to get to a position where hopefully I can fight for somebody as well. And it's just extremely inspiring and motivating. So. I appreciate oh, you guys so much. Jesus, oh my on with this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, let me say, first of all, that's very sweet. Thank oh you. Oh, my God, it's incredible. But I will say this much about the difference between the AIDS crisis and those activists and today is that people are so apathetic. I don't know if it's a dis- to, like the with social media and the Internet. They're not really paying attention. Like no one's really out there fighting for people to get help during the pandemic, the way that people were fighting, the gay community had to fight for their lives during right. the AIDS crisis. And I don't know right. if it's the 40 year difference of like, is it 40 years? God, is it 50? I don't know. Is it, uh, it's been that long that I think people are so distracted from the whole that thing. Could be. It well could be, but I wonder too, if part of it is like the removal of that single group, right? Mm. So then it was like, oh my gosh, everybody else gets medical treatment. Right. We should too. Well, now nobody fucking gets medical treatment. Yeah. So, like, we're, yeah, we're all in the what same are we, boat. <laughs> So, yeah. So, of course, we're a little bit apathetic because it's like, well, now we've been used to this for so many years. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I'm paying out the nose for yeah, health insurance yes. and it barely gets me anything. Yep. So, it, you know, we're all like, eh. so, yeah. you know, I have my dad is 88 years old and he actually just called me the other day and he was like, I want everybody to start thinking about the fact that maybe kind of likely that I wind up getting this virus and it might, you know, be the end of me. And like, mm. Oh my goodness. I'm like, dad, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> like you're strong. You fight. You've been through so many things. That would be a whole different episode, but <laughs> don't give up because of this bullshit. Yeah. You cover your face, you sanitize and don't go shopping. You know, he's like all the older people. He's got a house full of crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, you know, eat what you have, stay home. It sucks, but stay alive. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. I apologize. No, 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 I'm not going to cut that out because (laughs) I'll tell you another thing is that like we, so before these episodes, uh, I mean the, the conversations we're having with everybody today in the beginning of this episode, we did clips and my, one of my, what I thought was the grossest is the AIDS, the, the reaction to the AIDS crisis by the government. And I think we made that, that comparison too, of like, look what we are now compare, you know, and it's the same sort of like human blindness to, to, to not value life. And like everybody's life is valuable. So I'm, I'm I appreciate you bringing that up. Absolutely. And I just read an article yesterday about, and I didn't realize um, what we're calling the quote unquote medicine that people may or may not receive for this, coronavirus. Um, and the article I read said that both Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani are receiving this antibody treatment, mm, yeah. which is part of why they recovered so well and so quickly. Um, and that they are, they now have a panel in the federal government to 
decide on a some type of lottery system by uh-huh. which they will choose the recipients oh, of this treatment me. that they that they're showing itself to work. And so, um, to me, that sounds like we are selecting our tributes, and it's just yeah. so uncool. Oh and God. it's the opposite of death panels, which oh is remember God. that when they're talking about exactly. Obamacare, there's going to be oh death panels. God. Like this is the same fucking thing. Ugh. Assholes. That is just exactly. Horrific. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, yeah, so that was a good one for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, another one is the, uh, the one about Vermont that you guys did. Oh, and I, that was your uh, recommendation. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and one. you know what? This is the other reason why I love your show, because you, I'm here in Vermont. I was here while all that was happening. I read the news. And you guys uncovered, and I guess it was Tina that did the episode that bit, mm-hmm. but you uncovered things that I hadn't known. The detail about the shirt that he was wearing oh, in the courtroom. Gosh. And um, I was like, oh. And then I stole Hillary's line, um, <laughs> where which is the title of your episode, I think. Get oh, a yeah. hobby, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because... <sighs> With these idiots coming out of the woodwork this past oh, year, especially mm. around the election, it's like an easy line to grab get a fucking <laughs> hobby. P.S. Margaret. Oh, my God. Not for nothing. And Tina did not want me mentioning this before. Oh I'm mentioning God. it now because who gives a fuck? It's, it's the best of episode. That guy whose name who will remain nameless yes. right now, he found our Instagram and commented <gasps> on the pictures. And he goes, that's a great picture of me. Yes. So and we were like, oh. we were like, I go, Tina, Tina, Tina. Oh my God. He thought like that was, the, I think even in the episode, I go, this guy's not going to come to Florida. Yeah. Is right. Like Trying I was scared. Florida. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, because he must probably, I think we had like a hashtag with his name and he probably yeah. clicked on that in Instagram and found oh, that post. Yes. And I was like, creeped the fuck oh, out. Yeah. It was, I, I was nervous. I was nervous too, but I'm dropping it now because, and then I said, I think after I saw that, I said to Tina, let's just cover people in the 1800s who have no no chance they're going to find Instagram. Oh, goodness. There's no way George Washington's going to troll us about his teeth on Instagram. Oh, my goodness. Girl, it was. That's crazy. The risky life of a podcaster. (laughs) Girl, no. Oh is that so? God. Is that is that the only other one? Is do you have any more? So the next one uh, that I wanted to mention was the Wilmington massacre mm. and the fuck J.K. Rowling because yes. or is it Rowling? Is that ooh that bitch? Uh, yes, yeah, and because that one too. It, every episode just reminds me of some aspect of the bigger picture, you know, which I think is really cool about the way you guys put this together. It's super fun. It's entertaining. I laugh all the way through. My family looks at me like. What are you doing with your headphones on, uh, laughing around the house? And um, But that one, it really hit home for me because it's something that I seem to, I feel like I always notice in these political efforts that they make it legal to take over whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's exactly what happened. They give no... um, repercussions to themselves and their buddies we see it happening today in politics still and it's kind of a little bit scary but the positive that I take from it is from voices like yours and people who do the actual research whose references are not YouTube 
um, to keep history alive. And, you know, I'm kind of like a super, um, I live in a fantasy world of my own, I love, <laughs> you know, fiction and literature. And I was telling my husband recently, we bought an RV and mm. I don't know if Tina's told you, but we've been traveling all over cool. the country. It, uh, yeah, super cool. And I told my husband, I like aspire to be, I don't know if, if Tina, you'll probably be able to tell me if there's a name for these people, but in Fahrenheit 451, there's like the people who travel in the outside of the cities in the woods and they yes. keep the stories and the books that are being burned in the city so that they have all the stories alive. And I constantly tell my husband, like, those are the people I aspire to be. Mm, Oh my gosh. Get out of Dodge and keep (laughs) the stories alive. And, but that's what I feel like you guys are doing. Um, You may not be leaving your city. And that's the other thing I love about your show is it reminds me that in cities where you have large, diverse populations and maybe not everybody gets along, but you experience one another in a way that I don't get to experience and so it just reminds me that you guys are out there and you are keeping the stories alive and you are appreciating one another and taking in you know the the beauty of of what we can do even through like the sordid history that we have come through so I love 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 it Oh my God, Margaret! I know that was beautiful. I, let's just you. let's have Margaret on every week <laughs> because I need someone to remind me of why we sit here and yes. like I scramble to get the shit together okay. and like <laughs> kick everybody out of my house, scream at my kids to yes. shut the fuck up so I can record this. Yes. Like, oh uh, Margaret, that was really super kind and sweet, and I oh wish we could God. have a beer together sometime. I know. I well, would love- I'm hoping that, you know, one day Margaret will come down with the RV. Oh, girl, bring me that RV. Yes. Yes. That sounds like fun. Absolutely. I tell people every year, like, once October's over, I don't see 50 degrees until, like, March. So Florida sounds freaking amazing right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Awesome. That would be so much fun. Although... Yeah, I'm trying to respect everybody's COVID boundaries know, now that we're home good. and we've made it home safely. And I'm like, yeah, I think maybe we'll just chill for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing thank you, this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You with your hard work, you ladies are amazing. And uh, you, you bring a little voice of light to the world mm-hmm. where it is much needed. So I appreciate you. And I will try to spread it to all my friends. Oh, thank you so much, and we'll, we will definitely be talking soon. Okay. Take care, right. you guys. Bye. 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 So our next guest, I, I have weird butterflies in my oh stomach. My God. It's so weird. <laughs> I, uh, so I, maybe it's because it's somebody that has known me my entire life. Isn't that – you can only say that about so many people. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I know you have a humongous family who's yes. probably known you forever, but this person was like my first friend. Oh my <laughs> God, you're going to make me cry. And still like to this day, like one of my best friends and like, you know, so she's my sister. Her name is Jen. Hi, I Jen. want to Hello. meet Jen so bad. Yeah, you guys. I know, me too. You guys would have a lot of fun together. So, <laughs> uh, so here's 
a funny thing. My sister and I were born on the same day, but two years apart. No. Yes. So we always had to celebrate our birthdays together and our names Mm -hmm. are on the same cake. And it's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And then like, and hated it as kids because we would get uh, the same present, but like different colors. Yes. We'd have Mm -hmm. open at the same time. It was like so annoying. And the second my sister left to go to college... And I had my yep. first birthday cake and it said, happy birthday, Hillary. I'm like, this ain't fucking right. Uh, like it was weird. That's my 20s, Tina. <laughs> like it's like a baby. But, uh, uh, that's yeah. so funny because my, so my boys are almost exactly mm-hmm. two years. They're six days shy of being exactly wow. two years apart. And oh, so wow. They've had the same thing of like shared birthdays, sa- shared birthdays. But the same day, that's like wild. Your mom must have been like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was supposed to be born. uh, It was a leap year, Mm -hmm. 1976. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be born on February 29th. Yeah. And which would have been the coolest conversation ever, ever, by the way. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, But I'd be 10 right now, right? (laughs) No, I'd be be turning 11 this year, maybe. (laughs) Right? I think that's right. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Or last year. I'm, I, I am Any not news. a math person. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little late, but I think Hillary was right on time. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. 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 Well, it. as usual, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a stickler with like being on time. Yes. Is, uh, it's a pain in the ass for my family. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like that too. Uh, well, if that's our mother, by the way. She's creeped in. Yeah, yeah. We've slowly become her. We'll be eating Ritz crackers yeah. uh, and peanut butter for dinner. Peanut butter. Soon. I love Ritz crackers and peanut butter. <laughs> that's like my mother's thing. Is oh, Ritz my crackers. God. That's, that's all she eats. I love yeah. that. I haven't had that as for a while, but oh, my God, I'm stopping at Publix on the way home. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. But, um, yeah, so this is fun. So my sister lives a couple states away and uh, – uh, but listens to the podcast and tells me about all yep. of it. And I'm sure that we, you probably, yeah. maybe you feel close to me because you get to hear me all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I totally do. I totally do. And do you, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, so I'm just South of Charlotte. I'm in a little town called Waxhaw mm-hmm. and I, I teach seventh grade language arts. So for, for me, I've been using podcasts actually this year in school, which is kind of cool. Just yeah. having the kids listen to it. And we talk about it like an ongoing story. They have a lot of ones for like teens. Yeah. Um, and they all think it's so cool that my sister has a podcast. Whoa, <laughs> um, love it. Yeah. And they want to listen to it. And I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> um, not yet. No, not, yet. We're not, not yet. Not you yet. Can tell them that Tina's um, your sister um, so that. Oh, I understand. But Tina, I mean, I feel like I need to take a language arts class from you mm. because the stuff that you reference, like Aww. when you're talking about Robert Frost or other poems or things like that, I'm just like, dang, yeah. <laughs> like I, <laughs> because I teach some of that too, not to your extent. I mean, you're high school, right? Yeah. So I'm seventh grade. And, and if you remember seventh grade I know I don't think your kids are in seventh grade yet but it is in a very awkward yes socially too um you know they don't want to raise their hand because then they look like a nerd <laughs> and so they just don't talk a lot of my calls in the beginning were like completely silent and I said somebody talk to me please <laughs> talk to me um but now they've all come out of their shells and I can't get them to stop talking and I'm totally Aww. fine with that I yeah. love that that's the best 
Oh my! Well, yeah. Tina's like a weird, creepy encyclopedia of literature knowledge, and I, like, I know. Yeah, she knows sen- a lot. Yeah, she says we well, say one sentence. She goes, "Well, uh, the next, so the episode fifty-one that's going to be cut. Well, it's not out yet, but it will be after before this episode is called Welcome to the Bell Jar.' Because I start telling the story, and she goes, "Welcome to the Bell Jar." I'm looking, I'm like, "This is so creepy with the light, with the freaking references already." Sorry, I read. Yeah. I do read a lot. Yeah. I mean, when you walk in my house, it's yes. it's books. Yeah, I mean, there's Awesome. Wall full of books, so. and your husband's a big reader. Like a big oh my god, yeah! Well, it he's, sounds like you're. Brilliant. I don't know if both, but one of your sons is really into history and all that, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So, let's... and you saw what I just sent you, Hill, real quick uh, for oh. Dylan for Christmas, yes, right? Yes. So I got to get yeah. him. Got to get he him wants, some books. My son is 16, and he wants um, he wants to learn more about the Japanese culture, like the sam- samurai. And oh, then, cool. There's a book about George Washington that my husband said is supposed to be phenomenal because my son thinks that George Washington like predicted the future. He's like, we we if people would have listened to him, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in now. Whoa, That's what he wow. said to me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I gotta talk so, to him about yeah. that. We gotta have a conversation. Yeah. About so interesting. It. Yeah. Um. So okay. So what has been your favorite topic subject that we've covered? Okay, so I'm really nervous that somebody else picked this one. It's possible. We've had a couple repeats, but I want to hear it. Let's hear it. No way. Yeah. Episode 20, Papa and Baby Kush. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes, Papa and Baby Kush. These motherfuckers. Yes. The best. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't, can't wait for a follow-up episode on that. <laughs> um, a couple reasons why this one was my favorite. The first is because I was walking a lot at the time. It was like, I think this came out in May, May thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, early, early and, COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was getting out. I was trying to get out to like the Greenway and stuff and walk. And I went on a really long walk that day, and I listened to this the entire time. <laughs> so it got me through the whole thing, and I didn't even think about it, you mm, know. Yeah. And so while I was walking, I must have had some kind of scowl on my face because people were avoiding me <laughs> <laughs> while I was walking. <laughs> Um, thinking they're probably like, what the heck is going on with her? But I was just so pissed off mm. um, for so many reasons. But so for me, Papa Kush, you know, uh, uh, well, the one that makes it most memorable for me is hearing actually about the Kushner family and how they came over as immigrants to mm. escape the Holocaust. They were, you know, devout to their family and religion over everything. Mm-hmm. And that this, you know, grandfather comes to this country to make a better life for his family, starts a construction company. He's, uh, you know, successful with it, but still holds on to the family values and instills that Jewish culture mm-hmm. and, you know, that family unit. So it's like hard to believe the connection between, you know, two generations later, yeah. Jared Kushner. And so for me, that was uh, that I love that kind of history and um you know i i just love hearing about that and that people still hold on to those things and so for me that was really interesting um but then you know papa kushner didn't really bother me that much yeah he was an idiot yes you know a complete (laughs) Uh, i mean complete douche for what he did to his sister and brother-in-law yeah oh my gosh and jesus i just forgot about that yes yes yeah just yeah, dang. setting them up, the hooker oh and all God. that. Excuse me, the sex worker the thing. Sex yes, worker, yes, yeah. Yes, I mean, yes. shady. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's baby Kush that has kind of left me <sighs> with like my mouth left open. I, I just don't get it. Um, yeah. 
so, you know, he knows the story of his grandparents and the life and what they fought for and the life they created here. And the fan, he even grew up family center growing up. Yeah. Um, yet he's all about not letting immigrants come in this country. And he's about ripping, you know, children apart from their families at the border, like things like that. What happened? Where is the disconnect there? For me, I don't get that. And then, you know, he never goes to college on his own merit. Right. You know, he gets there because Papa decided to drop a couple mil, you know, yeah. on the Harvard library or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's, it's it's and that's always the way, you know, in terms of, you know, qualification or mm. or, yeah. you know, like you said, like there there isn't any merit there. And and Nothing. that's like, it's such a huge problem in this country, like that the access to, that just because you have money, you get access to so much because yeah. once you get into that top school then you're in the top firm you know you it, it yeah. opens up further further opportunity mm-hmm. and totally and i mean the regular person can't achieve that yeah. right and my daughter and i were talking about that and she says well didn't he get arrested for doing that <laughs> for giving them money and i said well what do you mean she goes well you know those those celebrities that got in trouble mm. for you know, helping their kids get in the USC or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is a little different. Right. Like she mm-hmm. was assuming that if you just drop money, you're basically buying off your kid's way to get in, which should not be allowed. Right. Um, you know, meanwhile, there's kids who are busting their ass on a daily basis and studying for the ACT 50 times just to try to get a, on a wait list right. for these mm-hmm. schools. And then here comes, you know, Joe Schmo walking up with 2.5 mil and he can mm-hmm. get in. But anyway, that's, I and then, can go and on then forever not about to that. Mention, not to even mention kids who uh, can't even really afford to take the SAT or mm. the ACT multiple yeah. times because like, you can get a fee waiver, but I don't know what the limit is on that where other people can, you can super score and you can, you know, there's all of these things that uh, if you have a lot of money and could take the test as many times and put the best scores together, you know, right. that's well, something that we a talk, lot of people don't have access to as well. And we talk about that. We talked about this with Nick Harris on her um, uh, little monk episode and the, you know, the, the Harvard, the, the Ivy League school conversation that happens in all these circles. It's like going to those schools puts you puts you in the rooms to rise in power in politics. And it's like these are the folks that are now making decisions and saying what's happening in the country. And it's like that. How is Jared Kushner a man of the people who oh, knows what the please. people need? Yeah. Like that's just yeah. impossible to, to uh. have that kind of, you know, view of the world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, while he was in college, you know, he's, he's, he's working real estate, making millions of dollars. Oh and I'm, God. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> but, you know, here he is. He's got no experience in politics, government, foreign policy, mm. nothing. He's just some kid from New Jersey whose daddy bought him a ticket into the school. And, and yet his influence is massive. Yes. Um, you know, he's basically telling 45 who to fire. Right. Dealing, dealing arms with Saudi Arabia, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, negotiating peace with the Middle East. Yeah. Not <laughs> to mean. mention. Yeah. Not to mention dealings with Russia and, you know, yeah. the whole corona- coronavirus situation downplaying playing that where who knows where we'd be if we would have known two months earlier. Yeah. But, you know, like this kid did all of that. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I, I, I don't know. It just blows me away. I, I mean, I wonder if his grandfather, I don't know if his grandfather's still alive or not, but I bet he's turning over in his friggin' grave if he isn't. Because it's, I can't imagine they're going to be welcomed back in, into those homes. Come on. No. Come on. 
No. After all this? No. Because, you know, the brother, he's got a brother, I think, named Josh. And he's married to that supermodel, Carly Klaus. Or Klaus. Carly Klaus. And they're super Democrats still. Like, those are, his brother is still Democrat, you know, giving the Democrats their super Democrat family. Which is so bizarre of how fast Jared could just switch over. That's Trumps, true. But the Trumps but were Democrats. Greed, but it's but greed. The yeah, they were Democrats were. forever. Yeah, it's it's greed. Yeah. And well, that, and the, and you know, walking into a newspaper and taking it oh over. Oh my and, god! You know, yeah, that is just like, oh god, that poor and editor. And it's all because that editor it's is all because like, of money. Is, it's yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh they he, he's entitled, you know. Yep. But um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I just. It's just, oh, anyway, I guess the hardest part for me, the whole, this whole thing, 45-2, is I don't understand how they've gotten away with so much. Mm. Like, you know, people have asked questions. They've investigated. Uh, you know, they know the facts. They know the things they've done, the phone calls they've made, the places they've visited. Right. Um, you know, here he is hiring his daughter. Oh, my God. And, and she covered all that stuff out. She, I, I'm waiting yeah, for her to get I'm in trouble saying, like, for that money. Why is the consulting why is fee? none of this illegal? Uh, you know, um, the 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 um, you know, the fact that he's got all these hotels and all the like, the, just the it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how they've gotten away with it all. Well, that is very frustrating. I, to me. I think, like, as far as you know, because he has profited from the presidency mm-hmm. more than any other president ever, which is by, illegal, which is supposed to be illegal, but you know. Is there a direct law written? You know what I mean? Like that's, I think. Yeah, he found a loophole. Yeah. Especially for his hotel, having like people come and then say, stay at the hotel. Like it is unbelievable. There's a massive amount of horse shit that's happening. And I. I But now he's opened the door for anyone else to do it. Well, I think what the problem is, is first of all, we've never had a president who has ever thought that that was something that they could be okay doing. It just, it just never utter did disregard it for, yeah. the, for the rules. There's no respect for the office. It's, right. There's more respect for, for again, you know, gaining power and more and more money. How can I profit off of this? We've never had a president who's ever done anything like it, it or yeah, wanted it, in some right. way to do it's that. It's like the extreme of like capitalism, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but just... I think, I think why nothing has happened is because, you know, I think it's because of the volume of things. If you can't narrow down, and they have had lawsuits against him. There have been lawsuits against that hotel in D.C. and things like that. But I don't know, you know, he's placing a lot of judges in chair in yeah. seats. That could have something yeah. to do with it, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, know I, I think York- that there are people that have a nice dossier, like just like the papers. There's papers and papers and papers and files filled with evidence. And I think they're waiting yeah, I hope January. So. I think that's part of it too, because he's still in office. You I know, think the second he leaves, I it's going to be on a state level. I'm yeah. waiting for New York. I want New York to come through. I think that's so that's what I hope badly. So. Yeah. I think that's what will happen. And and you just but have- plus, like you look at look at all the people he's firing now, yeah. and all the people he's exonerating. Yeah. Oh please! Pre- I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, How is this a- allowed? I don't know. I think everybody's I- just like holding their breath until January. Yeah. Like, all right, let's just get to January, and he's gonna, and then he'll be out. And I really, really, because there's a thing where the president can't be. Uh, engaged in certain, I can't. I don't think he can go after him while he's in office. I really think uh, which it's which be I don't, I don't understand so why. Well, it, I mean, I get right. it. I think more for the disruption right. of the country. But I, but I, I because, feel like if there is some heinous, yeah, but that's that calls on yeah. Congress, and we do not have a Congress no. who's going to do that. So we got to yeah, wait. P.S. Yeah. Everybody, can we just make phone calls for the next two weeks for Georgia? 
Yeah, let's do it so that we can. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Because if we get Georgia, like we're in a we're in a very good position. Yeah. In 2021. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's my plan for next week. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> well, see, I'm out and I'm um. We just moved a little bit further out into the sticks, so I'm in Trump country for sure. Like uh-huh. everywhere you drive, there's you know Trump flags up and big old. And it's funny, Hill. You mentioned in um one of the episodes that every time you see an American flag now, the first thing you think of is Trump and that's me too. And people have huge ones on the back of their big old pickup trucks. Oh and, goodness. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And, I'm seeing less when, now than before, but still. Oh yeah, you know, me too. Me too. Uh, my my husband and I were just talking about this again last night and and talking about it in terms of sort of like it's it's Republican cosplay, mm. you know, like they dress yeah. up, you know, like they're they like dressing that. up in, in in this outfit, and 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 I like it, and like this is their persona, and somehow that gives them some authority to to be more American than anyone else because yeah. they have like donned this costume. Well, I have to tell you, I and they go out in the world, yeah looking Mm -hmm. this way but that doesn't mean that you're more american than someone else and we've talked about it on the show like you know there's not people walking around now in their biden gear like it's not going to happen what is the deal with that it's just very odd and that's why we're like oh it's you know i was like it's just costume it's show it's we're putting on this i appreciate that because that shows me that you're not an undercover asshole you're just an asshole and same like they put a trump in their they put a trump sign in their yard or on their bumper sticker on their car yeah okay there's someone i don't want to really associate with right now but the scary people are not the cosplay people they're the the undercover ones are the ones that you don't know and they all voted for him right like so there's there's more people who don't dress in cosplay that support trump that look they're pod people. They look right. normal, but there's something else <laughs> happening there. And we'll never know who they are. Yeah. We'll never know. And it's mm. very funny because in Broward, at least, you could, if it was a stranger and you weren't sure, you'd go, oh, let me test the waters and yeah. see what we're dealing with here. Because you just don't, and you're usually white, right? I'm sorry, but, you know. Yeah. It's usually a white person where I'm like, I don't know. Are they a Trump supporter? Or, yeah. You know, you got to, you don't, you never know what you're stepping into. Well, my, my husband was at Publix or something the other day and, uh, he had on, uh, I think it was like a Joy Division, you know, mm-hmm. some some T-shirt, mm-hmm. and someone was like, "Oh, great band, whatever." And then, you know, he turned around, and be like, "Oh," and then he saw like the the guy had like a MAGA hat. There was some oh. like, and he was like, he was like, I, "I was stunned, like I didn't even, know, you know, what do you say?" Because you know, here I am, like, how dare you listen to this band? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. How can you like, yeah. you know? It, it just like threw him for a loop because you just. Uh, you know, don't listen. I live it. in that reality. I yes. live in the reality of a husband yeah, you who do. is you do. a punk rocker, motherfucker, yes. fuck, yep. fuck the world, fuck authority kind of mentality growing up teenager. Yes. Who, mm-hmm. who voted for Trump. Like that's, that's my reality. To me. It doesn't make any sense. Like the kindest, mm-hmm. sweetest man I've ever met in my life and just doesn't. And he, I don't, I don't even try to reconcile it anymore. I just go, huh? Well, Trump lost, so I can yes. survive another four another years four. <laughs> in this house because it's a reality that makes no sense. Well, to me. now you have four years to chip away a little bit, a little bit at yeah. a time. Why bother? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh-huh. That ain't happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I'd rather just be peaceful. But also, I feel like people dress up, they wear the hats in public and they, they do all that because they want to be confronted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like they totally. want to argue with somebody. Even if they have nothing to argue, they probably don't even know enough to even make a, uh, an argument, but no. they're um, just angry. I, I feel, feel like, like that's anger. what they do it. 
Yeah, well, when I see it, if I'm with my kids somewhere, I go, oh, look at this asshole. Like, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Yeah, here here we it go. comes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, get the memo. It's over. Yeah. But they'll, they'll know it's, oh, it's, they're, they're still coming back for more. Republican cosplay. When is the convention? Yeah. I love can it. Can you imagine? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just, could, could you just imagine like the convention, like what people be dressed as, like oh, what yeah. they're wearing, yeah. what autographs they want to get. And it's get. so opposite <laughs> of who Donald Trump is. That's the craziest part. Yes. This is a kid who grew up in freaking New York City in a penthouse. Yeah. And these people are living out in the city oh my and God. they support him. I just it's, don't get yeah. it. And they're all on Obamacare. I know. Most of them. They yeah. have no idea yeah. they're on the insurance that the I person know. they hate so much yeah. has, prov- has created. <laughs> so true. And it's like, and that's and, where we need education to come in. And that's where messaging needs to come in. You know, yeah. we could go on forever with all of that. It. Yeah, we good. could. Okay. Well, I do have some points of interest. Oh, 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 oh Tina, oh. you have a fan. Oh. Points of interest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So you guys probably won't remember this, but in the beginning of this episode, when you were chit chatting, um, you talked about Bruce Springsteen and Hill, oh. how much you love him. Oh, yes. And um, I just wanted to let you know, I, I did a little research, and he is 71, <gasps> believe it or not. Dang. He was born in 1949. Dang. Is that the same as mom? Is yes. that mom? Yes. Yeah. That's true. Same year as mom. <laughs> well. And, but this is the crazy part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unplug my, um, can you still hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you brought up Eddie and the Cruisers because yeah. that dude Soprano got hit by a car. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Joey Pants. Yeah. Joey, so, Joey Pants. Joey Pants got hit by a car. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So, and so um, Hillary and I probably watched that movie. I don't know how many times. I don't even know how we found Eddie and the Cruisers. Eddie. We were Eddie. I think I did that the yeah. last time. <laughs> And, um, so when you said, Oh, remember the song? Oh, I like that song. Instantly, I remembered it. So I'm just going to play a little <gasps> snippet for you. Oh my God. I'm so excited right now. Oh my God. The dark side. That's it. Wait. <laughs> Makes me feel crazy, makes me feel so mad. I'm a top side. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the greatest fucking Yeah, I had to find that. That is the best thing ever. I We could hear it low, but Tina... <laughs> Filled in. I heard so it. Don't worry about I it. Hear. We got it all filled in with Tina. I'm on sorry. The- <laughs> uh, you couldn't hear it really good. I'm sorry. No, it was good. No, I could. We could hear it. it just yeah. Was We're gonna drop. We could. We could drop a clip in. Yeah, I might be able to turn that part up. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, good. Yay. My God! Yeah, I oh, love that movie. Love that oh, my movie. God. And that guy was so hot. I don't remember seeing him in anything else. I he think he is became so like a soap opera guy. star or something. So here's didn't he? like, or like no? okay. So here was my short <laughs> list of like hot guys at that time. Bruce, of course, that guy. Yeah, he and was. Then yeah, the guy from Sixteen Candles. Oh, oh, Ryan's, Jake. Jake. Oh, Jake he Ryan. was cute. Jake Ryan. Yeah, he became like a construction worker after that. Like he quit acting. <gasps> oh my God! Can you imagine? Like I need he, some work he, on my house. Yeah. <laughs> Knock, knock, ah, knock. Come on, Jake Ryan. Maybe he could set up a light, the center of light a little yeah. better. Although, <laughs> although. 
<laughs> it's been fixed, okay. Yeah. It's fixed. Although there are okay. several issues with that movie, Sixteen Candles, rewatching That's it. True. I mean, it's I That's mean, it's true. a soul. He like basically gives his girlfriend. It's a mess, yeah. but he's still hot. Yeah, uh, him leaning um, against that car. P.S. Bruce Springsteen is also still hot, and I still fantasize about Bruce Springsteen. Dang, I didn't think girl. he was cute. I didn't. I didn't look at him that way. I don't mm. know why. Dang, so cute. Oh, I used to like. Uh, let me think. Uh, Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. cute back in the day. Yes, Young Matt yes, Dillon. Yes. From The Outsiders. Yes. Oh, my God. He's oh. so good in that. Oh. Don't get Tina started. That's oh. a book. She's oh, going to get it. <laughs> we just finished it. We actually oh. just finished that book. Mm. My kids loved it. My kids who are like my reluctant readers were obsessed. Nice. Yes. They loved it's, it's it so much. Nice. It is. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> oh, stay gold. So do you have any other points of interest? No, that's it. Oh, oh I loved good. it. That Those was perfect. Good. Thank was you. Perfect. Oh, my God. I loved it. And thank you for being on the muck Yes, today. I can't wait to meet oh, you. Oh, guys, thank you. I know. I can't wait to meet you, too. And um, I love it. And um, I'm going to keep listening. And then when the kids, well, Dylan can probably listen to it now. But <laughs> yes. um, I think he would enjoy it, too. Yeah. Oh, I know there is something funny that my sister told me that she was listening to it and she was laughing so hard and her son was like, that wasn't funny. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. Does. You don't listen to the show. You don't know why it's funny. Cause it was probably something we always say all the time oh or something. Like yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He just stares at me like, really? I mean, uh... <laughs> she's our defender. Thank yes, you. I love it. All right. Well, we will talk to you well, soon. Well, thanks, girls, for having me on. Yes. Thank you. All right. See you later. Oh, and happy oh. anniversary. Oh, thank you. Oh, it is our <laughs> anniversary. It is. Oh, Tina. Oh, happy anniversary. God. It's yours. <laughs> the best relationship ever. Oh, my God. It's so good. All right. Okay, yeah. bye. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Our next guest is Medea. I just want to say that Medea is one of my longtime friends. She's fucking brilliant number Ooh. one she's one of the most brilliant people first of all I know. you just said the f word which is giving me chills <gasps> i know because i know you're not into this I on know, the podcast but it's, in it's real it's life my, you it's are <laughs> yeah uh, she's funny and she's just all around amazing she's a big supporter of the pod and i i, I mean medea you know like you're my family and i i just love you so much and i don't know what my life would be like without you in Aww. it and I just, I fucking love you. So welcome to the show. I know, I'm sorry, but I just love you so much. And I'm so what happy I get to be you, here with you. Were you planning on having your next to last guest sob through their entire story? <laughs> oh, Tina. Because oh then God. you got it, Angel Angel One. Yes. Uh, you know, I love you so much too. And um, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, you know, while I've known you, Tina, for so long, and I, and I don't know Hillary on a personal level, I could not be more proud of you guys for mm. pulling this off in such a professional manner. Um, you know, when you and I first talked from the first episode, you asked me for a, a, like a light critique. I, and I don't, rem- I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you remember what I had said to you, but it was, you know, in a nutshell, I was like, I don't know why I'm surprised that it came off like the mob. I mean, you guys came off straight up, no vocal fry, no ums, no ums. You know, a lot of times when you tune into a podcast for their, like, inaugural episode, it's almost cringy Mm. as a, as a, you know, as a fan or as, like, a first-time listener where you're like, ah, they're finding their way, and, you know, maybe I'll tune into the next episode. You guys came off awesome. Right from jump, and I'm real proud of you. It comes off seamless, and you can really... As much as you can feel through, you know, podcast airwaves, 
you can feel your friendship that it's real and it's true coming right through, Aww. you know? So it, that's awesome, you guys. But much mazels on that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Wonderful. you. Wonderful. I'm so glad for you. You're so welcome. I mean, and uh, like without gushing even further, I just, I, I'm so glad to know ladies like you that are just, you know, coming off so strong and doing it so well. So, Man, you know, I gotta again, tell you, congratulations! Thank you. These guests are really <laughs> lathering us up today. I uh, I don't know what this is like to be praised like this. I'm a middle child. I'm ignored. I'm forgotten about, and I am feeling very special. And it's a new feeling to me. I have no idea how to process this. Well, enjoy it, girl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys want to know, you're asking, what's my favorite episode? Yes. I'm going to yeah. go down and say it's episode number one. Whoop. And yes. if it's really just uh, for, you know, personal and selfish reasons, I mean, I'll just go ahead and be selfish about it. I find that, you know, stories about Florida in general, but Fort Lauderdale, mm. because I am born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, oh, they, just, I knew they that. just tickle me. <laughs> they just tickle me in a certain kind of way. And when it comes to that kind of hypocrisy and impropriety that you find in that Dan Ziger case, mm. boy, man, you are speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. that oh, I got to tell you, God. when people ask us, like even when we're interviewed on other podcasts, oh, what's your favorite episode? And and we say the we first do. episode we is do. the fucking best to us. That is a fact. That and, is and, rad. Yes, and they always go, "What <laughs> the first episode? Are you crazy?" And I'm like, "What's what? No, these stories are like the yes. heart. Like that that Kathy Willett's case." To oh me, my God. if you were born and raised here, like I, we moved here when I was two. So I basically say I'm from Fort Lauderdale and girl, you know what it was like. I don't know how old you are, but you know, it was da- downright dirty and raunchy in that motherfucking Fort Lauderdale. And <laughs> Dude, like, I'm, it's the best it this way, man. I'm old. So like, <laughs> just old. We'll just cap it at old. So, you know, that was going off in like 1991. Yeah. And I grew up right in the heart of Fort Lauderdale. I grew up uh, like, you know, right in the Oakland Park area, basically behind the Mai Kai. Damn, girl. So that Presbyterian church was a funny yes. hill that we didn't know each other growing up and run in, in circles. Like, I, yeah. I thought about that, too. Like, Weird. Tina and I managed to find each other yes. through some nefarious people, and our Definitely. friendship survived, which is kind of <laughs> rad. Uh, but, it, you know, I always find that when I, I meet people that are right around my age group, I'm like, shit, man, did we go to high school together? Like, yeah, do I weird. know you from some terrible club? Like, <laughs> from hi. The Squeeze, nice is the squeeze, is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> exactly. Well, I was, you know, the name should not be named in a court proceeding. <laughs> the so, edge. Uh, oh, the edge. Yeah, but that yeah. was going off in like 1991. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was raised in a, in a very like outlaw kind of parenting mm. situation. My parents were not very black and white when it came to like, you know, good government bullshit and mm. like, you, you know, respect people and this and that. They were very, uh, question authority kind of people and when it came to the religious right my dad was just my god to put it mildly he was a motherfucker (laughs) you know that my dad was the kind of dude that we had a tv in the kitchen growing up and he's the kind of guy that like hate watched crossfire just so he could scream at Kathy Cannon. You know, oh you're, you're just trying, I'm just trying to eat my man of God. Could you stop screaming at Kathy Cannon? Uh-oh, man so, of God. Oh. You know, we, lived, we lived so close to that Presbyterian mm. church that we got all of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You got to see the protesters, and you got to see the people just being 
awful. And I can remember it being very, you know, it was there. Never mind that it splashed all over the news. It was there in your everyday life. So when it did hit the Sun Sentinel, I mean, my dad went through the fucking roof. Yeah. I mean, just screaming, these hypocrites and you see Medea, you see. You know, the lesson to be learned from that is people will always tell you exactly who they are. The loudest voice yeah. in the room is usually the one that's got the most to hide. Yeah. So when it came to somebody like Danziger, you know, come on, man, you're the vice mayor. You think you want to kind of keep that stuff, you know, maybe not in somebody's Rolodex. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know I'm using card. like terminology from the eighties, man, but they had a fucking Rolodex <laughs> in their in their keeping that had I mean it had penis sizes in it. Yes, oh, it was God. fucked up. Come on, man. There's Dude. no way you were doing it just because you were on Prozac and you like to F. Yeah. Get out of here, man. <laughs> no. You, you had something going on. You know? Yes. And P.S. Here's what's even what, what I mean, there's two things I want to say to you. But first is that now there, I don't know if you knew this, Medea, but there's a sex shop that just tried to open up on A1A. OK, now, if you've been on A1A recently, which is where Fort Lauderdale was wild yeah, in the yes. 80s and 90s, it's now right. cleaned up. It's touristy. It's old folksy. It's very it's very like she, 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 you yeah. know, like fancy. Yeah. And Which so, is quite different from the oh Fort Lauderdale town that we That's grew true. up in. Yeah, absolutely. quite, quite different. It's, it's, it's cl so clean and whitewashed. Anyway, yeah. a sex shop opens out of nowhere. And the people who live over there are like, what the fuck? Now, you can't see in the shop, but it says, like, basically sex shop. Da, da, da. And you can't see anything inside. You'd have to go in to see. But the people there lost their minds so much that the very progressive – uh, commissioners that now sit in Fort Lauderdale, which is the opposite of what we had with the right. Danziger people, sh shut it down. Mm -hmm. They shut it down. And it's completely wild to me that no matter what, sex is taboo, whether you're a progressive, right. uh, you know, in Fort Lauderdale, or, you know, they know where their bread is buttered when it comes to that yes. money on the beach. And they shut the sex shop down, which is so wild because the Danzinger people wouldn't even want people like these progressives sitting on the right. on this commission. Right. And they did the same exact thing that the Danzinger uh, commission did. Right. So that's, first of all, you know, that's it's, why. It's, it's wild to me, too, that, like, uh, you know, the town that we grew up in, South Florida in the 80s, was very sex sells, as you guys yes. discussed in your first episode. You know, you had the name of the donut shop, by the way, was R Donut. Yes. With a big R, like a to Toys R Us R, like yeah. a giant R. Yeah. So you have that. You have the dollhouse. You had all these oh, the strip clubs. Dollhouse. You know, oh, God. and it always made me laugh. You know, of course, as I got older, I mean, 91, what do you, I was 15, 16 years old. I didn't know my ass from a hole in the wall. But as you get older and you start to understand the ramifications, of like you know how a city is run and how money gets made why would you try to clean that up like we were 42nd street in manhattan yeah it wasn't that bad it fort lauderdale has always been where the boys are mm. kissing ass you suntan suntan lotion like yeah i get it maybe you know kids were getting hurt down here at spring break yeah. so let's clean it up but it had nothing to do with the loss of life it, it was just a religious right issue. Yeah, yeah. And you and they, they sucked the soul out of Fort Lauderdale. I mean, we lost huge amounts of money in the tourist oh, industry, yeah. restaurant yeah. and hospitality industry because of that religious right bullshit. Yeah. It had nothing to do with, oh, my God, kids are really getting hurt. They're going over the top with their partying and stuff. That was the face that they put on it, but it really had to do with, 
you know, do what I say, but not what I do. Yeah. You oh, know, and obviously right. when you're a kid and you're reading this stuff in the newspaper, or in my case, my dad's screaming with the newspaper <laughs> on fire in my house, you know, you don't understand. And you're just like, oh, I'm God, I'm embarrassed. Why don't you shut up? But then it's a good refresher, you know, come now where you guys are doing this podcast and it's, you know, so fun to like take a peek back and remember all those things in such a positive way and go, Oh fuck. I remember that. Dude. <laughs> I really and truly lived through that, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and thank you guys. Cause it was a fun little peek and it was a nice little way to like kind of kick it off again without gushing too much. I had no doubt that it was going to come off and you guys were going to do well, but I kind of figured just in a realist sense, fuck man, it's going to take a couple episodes for these guys to like, you know, get their engineering right and get it all together. And then when you guys pop off with Danziger and then the, the, the Nancy story is even better too, because I was unfamiliar with that. It was like, okay, well Doug Danziger, all right, we're done with this story. And then here comes Tina, which again, let me just say, I have known you for my whole life. Yes. And, and something that I find really special is that I know how fucking funny you are. And now the whole pod world gets to know that special brand of Tina humor. That just pleases me to no end that I'm like, oh shit, you're going to share that with the world. All right, man, you guys better hang on. It's about to get fucking hilarious. That's funny. That's so sweet. Yeah. And and again, like, what do you do? Is that your MO? You're going to go off and just lick people and everybody knows about it. Like that's hilarious, man. So gross. You know, you you always laugh and you think, as you guys discussed in your episode, where it was like, you know, if a man did this, you would kind of know that was his M.O. He's into, like, pinching girlies' asses. Like, everybody knows, don't, you know, don't go around this guy. He's kind of a scumbag. He's got an M.O. When your when your fucking mo is that you get a couple of wine spritzers in you and start full on slow licking people in public uh, at a fishing tournament and you've done it again and again and again uh, it's like uh, man is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back Nancy this is where you want to be just just how many licks does it take I don't know and I'm not sure I want to find out so well thank I you guys will- so much. Yes. Well, thank you. And before you go, I just want to say that um, I hope you also enjoyed when we talked about Nick Navarro, since you are a Fort Lauderdale girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? You asked me, you asked me, go in and pick your favorite episode. And I'm like, you know, not to be a a, a jerk about it, because I'm like ultra fan number one (laughs) for you guys, just because I love you. I'm like, shit, man, that's what you're tasking me with something, because, you know, you bring up somebody like Nick Navarro, you want to talk about my dad flipping out <laughs> a whole nother episode of you guys calling me just seriously, man. Like, you know, Fort Lauderdale is got, definitely got a storied existence and mm. being uh. rife with scumbags. Yes. And it's just amazing that we're, here we are, you know, all the way back again in political history. And it's kind of trite to say like, those that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. But here we fucking are, man. Yeah. We're right back to it where the people who are supposed to look out for us and they're supposed to kind of further how we're going to get somewhere as a state or a county mm. just screwing us left yep. and right. Yep. And now it's like error apparent, man. It's like it's, yeah. it's even more 
because back then it was like, oh, I guess I'll flip to page six of the Sun Sentinel and see what these scumbags are up to. Now you're just getting it like blasted in your face every morning. It's like, oh, Ron DeSantis this and so oh and so that. God, so it's never. I, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for further episodes about my lovely little, uh, you know, first place because <laughs> you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it right, and it's a pleasure to listen, and it's a pleasure to know you guys. Um, again, like I said, I've known Tina my whole life, and I can't wait to get to know you a little bit further as well, Hillary. So, Thank you, Medea. You know, Me same here. Further. I know. You're such a softy, Tina. I you know. turned me into one, too. How <laughs> dare you? I used to be hardcore, and I used you to be You were cool. hardcore. You're still hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you guys. And, uh, thank you again, so much, Medea. Super Media. proud. Thank Can't you, wait for you, more you. episodes. You're very welcome. And I love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. Love you, too. Have a good day. You guys, too. Bye. Bye. So our final guest is our number one fan. He needs no introduction. The man, the myth, the legend, Barefoot Lobo. <laughs> That's so funny. What's up, Barefoot? What's up, y'all? Thank you for having me. Are you kidding? How can we have a best of episode where we talk to mucksters and not have barefoot I know. Lobo? We, I mean, oh, you guys are incredible. <laughs> Thank you for. I, I, I really like. I'm, I'm a little bit fangirling right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm a little. I'm a little hot. Like it's like, oh no, what if I mess up this really cool podcast? Oh my god, no, no, please. First of all, if you're, uh, are you wearing your tiny running shorts? I need to know this. <laughs> one. No, I am not wearing tiny. God I'm, damn it, no, barefoot! I am wearing I'm wearing a Peter Pan shirt, so I okay, guess okay. maybe it's the same. I don't know. All right. Well, no, well, I am well. not wearing tiny shorts. God damn it! I can't. How am I supposed to have this podcast? I don't know. What, I don't know what to picture in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's crazy. Well, there, there is, there is, there is a theory that it's all I wear is no shoes and my running shorts. So <laughs> I, think I think it's a fair assessment and a fair question. I'm, uh, I'm, so you're a big runner, right? This is your thing. I, I, I was that a was that a big joke? No, no. I, yeah, I, I really like to run. Yes, yeah. I love it actually. Yeah, and you're you're I, you're a coach too, or no? I am. I do. I coach a small group of local runners, uh, base mode running. We've been doing it for almost a decade now. With some of, some of them, um, you know, uh, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's a really fun group. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of us who actually like to, uh, drink some beer and get, uh, give, uh, have a good time. And we, we, we really do, uh, we really do focus more on the social aspect than the running aspect. Uh, I, I'm out. Um, I'm out uh, having breakfast with uh, some of them this morning. So yeah, that's uh, nice. Kind of that's kind of the thing we do. Is uh, it's more social than it is competitive, but it's fun. Awesome, man. Yes, and um, you're also venturing into the podcast world. I, I absolutely yeah. So um, a buddy of mine uh, from high school uh, and I are, are raising children, and we found out that the transitioning into being dads was a little more uh, difficult than we thought, <laughs> and we so we just thought we watched a lot of sitcom dads as kids, and we thought we were just going to crush it like all the time and just drop <laughs> one-liners and uh, walk out of the room. And it turns out it's a little more difficult than that. So um, it's basically a podcast of two dads. We talk a little bit about raising kids, but we mostly mostly just blow off steam and kind of goof off. So it'll it'll be fun. Um, I think we're officially going to uh, record our first official episode 
day or thereabouts and hopefully try to get that uh, edited and released. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, we're so excited uh, to hear it and uh, to support and get all of our listeners to check out your podcast, too. Oh, you guys are great. What's the the name of the podcast? It's Hell is Full of Dads. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a George Carlin line, actually. Uh, George Carlin, uh, I don't know how young some of your viewers are, but he was a a comedian in the 90s. And uh, he talks about how parents are the worst. Yeah. And uh, he just has a throw-off line in there uh, where he says, especially dads, the hell is full of dads. And I thought <laughs> it was a really funny line. And it kind of like describes some of the some of the theme around what we're trying to do to just explain that parenting is really hard and nobody gives you an idea of how to do it. And so sometimes you're going to really screw it up and sometimes you're going to be really great at it. Mm. And you just got to keep doing it over and over and over again. And yeah. just kind of being present and being there is, the most important part of it. Yeah, I feel like um, being a parent is like the weirdest job ever because yeah. there's zero training. You have no idea. Really? And most of the time, as a mother at least, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm failing 1,000%. And because there's nobody really around to go like, this is how you're supposed to do yeah. this. And the tools in your toolbox or whatever your parents gave you. So yeah. good luck on that. Yes. Good yes. luck with whatever you're going to do because you got to look up, look behind you to see what they handed you to see if that was good enough, you know? I mean, it's right. I think, I think that, that's, you know, that's one of the things that Cody and I talked about when we were going into this is like you have like really two options, right? Like so you have to avoid the things that your parents did that messed you up. <laughs> yeah. But also do the things that they did that you felt were valuable. And it's like this thin line to walk because you constantly find yourself being your parent. And then you're like, oh, man. I know. Or you find yourself being your parent and you're like, I won that one. And your kid's like, oh, no, we TikTok now. And you're like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. That's another weird thing, though, is that I'm trying to raise my kids without the social media bullshit. And then at the same time. I don't want them to be complete fucking outcasts because they don't, they're not on those things where all of these other kids are. And I want them to feel like they're part of society without the trappings of like the bad things that could happen there. Like that's a hard line that our parents never had to walk. No. Hey, could y'all please save some of this content for when I have you on my (laughs) (laughs) notes? Sorry, this is a great, this is why your podcast is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. No, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I think that I think that parenting is really, really hard. I think that, and I think that dad having a podcast where we think it's hard is probably an understatement, since moms usually yeah. carry the burden of mm. uh, carry the burden of doing all of the uh, doing all the hard work, the hard the hard pull, and then dads just get to come around and like wrestle or <laughs> joke, and and then we're like, man, it was really tough being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally get that, uh, you know. Um, so it it's. I think that I think that parenting is a cool space for for anybody to explore when it comes to like just telling people, hey, you're you're probably doing all right. Yeah. And I, uh, um, so yeah, no, I I think it'll be fun. I think we're really excited about it. Uh, we just got to figure out how to be uh, as committed as you have been, mm. and, and that's kind of one of the things we we're we're trying to figure out is how to make consistent content. Yeah. Because we get lost doing it's nothing. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. It is. Um, yeah. Let me give you another, before we get into your favorite muck stuff, like let let me give you one more um, tidbit. Is that Tina and I were talking about this today and I just thought of it when we were talking, is that 
it's hard to be a parent, but it's also still at this simultaneously being a child whose parents are like a- aging, yes. you know, and like having to deal with like, they're now hard to deal with, like whatever they're going through. And then you're still a parent, like dealing with your parents as yes. a parent. It's like it, you, you almost become a parent to them as well. And it's like a whole other cycle of like another part of your life where you are right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I think that being, I think that's, ah, uh, that's so insightful because I think that it's really, it, you become, like, in your 20s, you have, like, a really cool relationship with your parents. Yeah, yeah. you got to be honest about where you were as a teenager. And, but then yeah. as, as we get a little older in our parents' age, like, you start to have to, like, guide them through a world yes. that they don't understand, which is the same thing they tried to do for you. Yeah. And it, it creates, like, a, an incredible, like, reverse dichotomy, right? Like, mm. where you're just, you're trying to be respectful of them because they, you know, they raised you. But you're also trying to make sure they understand that maybe they don't understand the world. I don't know. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. You're putting yourself in the parents of being your parents' parents. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard, especially if, yeah. there's, if there's medical issues and things like that. Like my mom, she's like, oh, I, I swear to God, she just broke her finger. And she's like, your father put a popsicle stick on it. I'm like, what the fuck? Go to the doctor. Like, it doesn't even like they just feel like everything's fine. And I'm like, this is all falling apart. And yeah. I have to go like step in. And then you're still a parent. Like, yes. it's like, what am I supposed to do? But it's right. and, and working my, and all the other things that, yeah. in our lives. My dad, my dad's five. 115 pounds and he's 60 years old mm-hmm. when he got a job at like a feed store that like housed cows and he got ran over by a bull oh, and Jesus. broke his ribs oh. and instead of going to the hospital he was just like no I think that if I just sit down for a minute I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna put an ace bandage yeah. around myself and oh I'll go back to work tomorrow what the fuck and, I'm like, I, and, and he's, he's, he's not a He's not a big man, so me and my brother's like totally worried about whether or not he's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, you gotta go. You gotta go to a hospital. It's like, ah, hospitals are for sick people. I'm oh like, my okay. god, <laughs> this, this mentality. So like, all of a sudden, I'm becoming a dad. I'm like, listen to me, young man. Yeah. yeah. You do not get to the <laughs> hospital in the next 24 hours. I will drive up there and I will take you myself. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> That's yeah. great. It's fun. Fun times. <laughs> fun times. Fun times uh, in life. So let's talk god. about the muck. What is? What are your favorite? Do you have a favorite episode of the muck? So you know, I I think that I have favorite moments from the from from the muck. Okay. Um, so I think that if I picked a story that was my favorite, it's obviously the Deb story. I he's been super impactful um, on the way I thought as a young person. Yeah. So I think that I think that 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 particular story, I was just really happy that the. Um, the story of him running for president from prison snuck in yes, there. Like, that it's like really the best ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, the, the fun part for me is like the moment. So I think that, um, so I'll, I'll tell a funny muck story. You guys did, you guys did the story about the superintendent of schools who stole a bunch of money. Yes. And yes. then uh, Hugh Jackman played him on an HBO movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, yes. I thought, and I was like, that was like a really cool, like, I was like, oh, this is on the Muck podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, what are you, what? And I'm like, no, then you, you don't, then you're not in the know. You got to go listen to the podcast first. Nice. And I turned off the movie and made people like listen to the story on the podcast <laughs> before we watched the movie. Oh, so I like love that. Cool moment. Yeah. But I think that the, I, I do believe that the most striking moment uh, for me, and I think was the episode y'all released 
after uh, the death of RBG mm. and the introduction uh, to the podcast itself was probably the most just impactful, like, listen to me talk. Like, you know, like, so many people have, you guys are incredible storytellers. Mm. But I think that what what's really cool is that in the introductions or the, the parts of the podcast where you where you're, you're kind of talking and trying to get people to listen and understand. I think that the introduction to the RBG podcast was probably one of my favorite moments from the show wow. all around. I think because it really felt like you were pleading with us, mm. the listener, to just pay attention. Mm. And I, I think that, I think, again, you're my favorite storytellers. I really enjoy them. I really enjoy the stories. I love, I love I love like true crime and politics. So, but, but, but the introduction to the, um, to the RBG episode, uh, where or the episode you guys did right after, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away was so impactful because of how much it seemed that both of you just wanted, you wanted to be heard in mm-hmm. a way that I think that is valuable because we don't listen enough. And by we, I mean everybody. And I think that listening to you guys plead for just just a moment to like listen to me and 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 hear me when I tell you that this is important. I thought that that was really really valuable. And I think that sometimes we we get lost in the cool storytelling or the funny stories that you guys do. And I think that that was a really cool moment. I still think that it's one of my favorites that I carry with me forever. Wow. Like I for for since I've heard it, I I thought it was. In, I, I thought it was super impressive. Oh, yeah. thank yeah. you. Barefoot. I got to go back and listen to it because I forgot that how scary that moment was for us because yeah. this we were in the middle. We, you know, Trump was still president. We had no idea what was going to happen during the election. And it was as a woman, I was absolutely frightened yeah. about what the fuck was about to happen and uh, losing RBG. Like, who was he going to put on and look at who he like? We It should have been scared. Look at the who, who replaced her. It was an it's a nightmare. Yeah. Although right. they're at least they're coming out against the uh, saying that the election was yes. valid, so that's a good thing. Right. Oh, that was so thankful for and that. I, I do, I do think that that's one of the. I think that's one of the things that I think struck me is that it was it was in a moment that was really unsure for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what your political leanings were, it was kind of an unsure moment. And um, for some of us that that uh, that have valued the life and career of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it was a scary place. Mm, and yeah. I can't imagine, and, I, and, 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 and I'm a, a dude, a white dude. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't imagine how much scarier it was for other people across uh, different, you know, different areas of life that mm-hmm. just looked at this and, and could have felt desperate or, or scared. And, and I think that, I think that both of you articulated that in a way that was uh, both jarring and, and yeah, you know, mindful of like just raising awareness of the idea that uh, that we should pay attention a little more than we do, which is the cool underlying part of the muck, I think. Is the, yeah. the stories are great, but you guys are really just saying, "Hey, pay attention to who you elect, guys." Mm, yes. like just, I think that's a fun part. I think also what reminds me of those moments, that RBG moment, is that it's a kind of a really clear idea, like makes you understand that this is all kind of built on a house of cards. Yeah. Like this is, this could all, it's all teetering on one 
uh, branch on the other. And if one of these things fall, yeah, you it could all it. collapse. Yeah, it could yeah. all fall apart. Like it's really important who you vote for and who you elect because yeah. it could affect every single thing, including the Supreme Court, which is right. a humongous part of how our laws are right. made here. You but know? even on on local levels, and oh, forget even about it. And, and you know, uh, like you were saying with our other guest, we have those judge those judge the seats judges. just like just yeah. being appointed and appointed, and people not realizing that you know who you elect for doesn't just you know, it's not just about that seat, but it's about the power of that seat. Yeah. And what right. what what they can do with that power and the impact of that that goes beyond the four years or six years or two years that they're sitting in that seat. Right. Damn. And that's the that's the scary part about it is like you need to understand like the implications of what that vote does. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, it's so interesting that that like that that's kind of the the legacy of the current president on his way out is that, you know, no matter what say about his particular time in office, he impacted legislation for a very long time or the way yeah. yes. legislation is interpreted because that's the Supreme court's job. They don't make legislation, but they interpret it. Right. And I, it's impacted that for a very long time. The, 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 the judges appointed are young mm-hmm. or the judges, you know, that, that were confirmed to the Supreme court are very young, relatively young. And that's, a, that's, that's going to be two to three decades yes. of interpreting legislation. And no matter the, the way you feel about the current president, it's important to understand that he has left a lasting impact on this country. Whether you think that's good or bad will depend on how you vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, I think that that's one of the things we can take away as far as the future of paying attention to the way we vote is to understand that is part of the current president's legacy is that, you know, there's three new Supreme Court justices, all that are relatively young and all that will impact the, the, the understanding of legislation for three years and years to come, whether yeah. we like it or not. Mm. Ugh. I know. It's such a downer. I know. It's incredible. Oh, God. How the hell did we get here, man? I know. <laughs> how did this happen? What are we well, doing? Well, reality TV is probably how we got here. Yes. 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 Yeah. Former reality show host. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, pre- and former president of the United States. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, 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 still, it's still bonkers to me. The introduction from here on out. That's what? Fun. A resume. I yeah. was thinking about that the other day, actually. Like, he's coming to Florida, right? He'll be an hour away from all of us. And, like, <sighs> how he will forever be able to say, well, at least I was elected president. Like, I oh my was God. the he president. He was president. I mean, well, he'll he have secret service forever. Yeah. Okay, he won't right. forget. He'll be surrounded still and protected. Yes. Oh, Lord. It's like, it's like from Hamilton, instead of never going to be president now, he's forever going to be yes. president now. Like, that's oh, my God. Works. Can you imagine that song remake? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just got to get to January. We'll just hold our breath yes. until then. Right. And, and I, I think that that's the key. And I think that one of the cool things that, you know, uh, one of the cool things is, like, we get to January. We have we have an administration that, especially for myself as, as a as a quote unquote liberal thinker. Like we have, we have a, we have an administration that's going to be, we have to make more account. Like we have to make mm-hmm. sure they're accountable yes, and we have yeah. to, while also, you know, breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief that I can forget who the president is for 15 minutes. Mm, and, yeah. and, and maybe not like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can reach out to a congressperson on an issue that affects me locally mm-hmm. instead of constantly worrying about, 
Yeah. What the, the next tweet? Yeah. What What's the next right. tweet going to be? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that I think that that I think that that for folks that do work on the ground locally or statewide, like I think there's going to be a big benefit to that because hopefully that we're all more aware of politics because of the last four years. Mm. Um, I think that maybe hopefully we'll channel that into local and and statewide politics in a way that will reform the way we understand things instead of just championing a cause against the president who's kind of a moron. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, Please. Uh, fair. Uh, fair. You're very uh, nice. Anyway. That was very uh, nice. But I think, I think that we can maybe channel some of our, 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 our political awareness into some local and some statewide stuff that is going to be really valuable for, especially for, um, you know, left leaning liberal folks and the Democratic Party statewide. I, I think that hopefully that's going to be the outcome of all of this. Yeah, it it did yeah. feel like for four years there was a anvil like hanging over yes. our heads with the with the rope kind of you know falling <laughs> shredded, like shredding yeah. apart as you're like when when is this <sighs> going to fall? But it does feel it when he when Biden was declared the winner, I felt a humongous relief yes. because I felt like all right, well at least for a minute we don't have to say what the fuck did this guy do today? Yes. You know what I mean? Like maybe we can get through this and just not have to. You know, let's focus on the things. People are suffering in this country. Yes. They're suffering I mean, before the pandemic. Like, people are dying. Yeah, like we got to get back right. to what's important. And it's not the right. ego of the president, you know? Mm. Yes, I know we were just having a super serious conversation, but the fact that Hillary got to use the word fuck in an interview with me <laughs> is like the happiest thing to ever happen in my life. Yay! Like, for, for a fangirl moment, like, that, <laughs> like that's the height of fandom for a member of the muck fangirl. Oh my and Hillary just dropped fuck in the middle of it. <laughs> Well, I have so to say that we talked to one of Tina's friends, um, and she said that, uh, Margaret, she said that, um, Medea. No, no, Margaret said that oh, uh, my oh. voice is her voice. I'm like, what? You like to say motherfucker all the time? And she's like, yes, I love it. I say it yes, all the time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, that. I feel like you guys' voice is my voice if I was just a stronger person. Like, you guys oh. are so great. Oh. Like, it's, it's so much fun to, uh, it's so much fun to, you guys are incredible storytellers. I think that that, I think that's one of the most fun things about it. Like even some of the stories that I've heard politically, for for instance, Linda B. Johnson. Uh, like I I I for some reason am weirdly attracted to studying about Linda B. Johnson. <laughs> the the person he was is so weird to me. Um, uh, the fact that you know he helped push the the Civil Rights Act through Congress, but he was also like. Yeah. extremely yeah. like disgustingly racist and and just horrible like, yeah. overbearing <laughs> human beings yeah like it's such a weird thing but even those stories that i've heard the way you guys tell the story or interact with the story like hillary going you know just saying like stop i can't no more of this <laughs> like there was a funny moment a couple stories back when hillary was like can you stop doing stories about kids and yeah. you were like like I think the whole the collective audience was just on Hillary's side. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, listen, you're a great storyteller, but can we stop with the kids yes, stuff? For yes, yes, yes. So, we talked I about that, that today, yeah. actually. <laughs> I think that that I think that I think that uh, you know that's some of the fun of it. Like that's you guys are incredible storytellers. So even stories I I maybe like heard, like I had like a ridiculous crush on Katie Hill. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. For for a while, and I, and I don't I don't think that she was a hundred percent fairly treated mm-hmm. in 
public life. Uh, but the story was fun to hear from from y'all telling the story. Like it was really it was a good it was a good time. Like yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy hearing stories I already know from different perspectives, and of course, hearing stories I've never heard of are, is, is always fun. Yeah. That is a good one. Katie Hill was yes. good. Yeah, that um, was good. Yeah, I was trying to. So Tina's father-in-law is like a huge fan of yes. mine. And I was like, we got to get him on. We got Anybody yeah. wants to tell me how great I am. But I think he loves it when I go off. Yes. And I'm like, well, it's one man in my life who likes when I start yelling. <laughs> because nobody else seems to like it. But... I love it. <laughs> well, Barefoot Lobo, this is amazing. Thank you so much for doing this with yes. us. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It means so much. And uh, we really appreciate you yeah, and your support and God. your support. Like you are, it's just incredible. And, uh, we're so happy to have your support. We were so excited to have you on today. <laughs> so thank you so much for giving us your time. Well, look, I, I am more appreciative of you guys than you'll ever know. This is a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's a really fun listen. You two are so smart and so, uh, expressive and it, it's really fun. So, I just really hope that whatever you guys need, that we as an audience can provide that for you. Continue to do this. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work. So thank you so much. <laughs> and I, I, I really do love you guys so much. So thank you so much for having me. This is my ultimate fangirl moment. So thank you very much. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. So, wow, those calls were great. It was so much fun oh to talk to. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is such a fun show. Yeah. I'm happy that we did this. Me I feel too. like it's a perfect culmination for yeah. the end of the year, episode 52, 52 weeks, everything. Ugh, it just the best lines up perfectly. It does. And, uh, you know, I wanted to mention Lil Muck because yes. we have our little Muck and um, we had uh chevron jones on last week which yes. was amazing who i you know i'm a super obsessed person about chevron jones yes. uh senator jones i should say yeah. and uh so i'm looking forward to having uh more amazing guests on little muck i hope you all and are we've enjoying had some incredible i mean we've spoken to oh. journalists we've spoken to activists we've spoken to uh politicians it's just i think a great little counter to all the muck that we cover to yes. kind of look into other people's stories about muck or others, uh, you know, things that are sort of not mucky and, and that there are some good things out there that people are doing and highlighting that. And it's yes. been such a great, great, great addition to the show. I'm so happy we started doing it. And we had to because mentally, yes, I was drained. I don't know how you felt about it, but the... Because it's the, so bad all the time. It's bad all the time. Yeah. And it's hard to like when you turn off the microphone to go, yes. okay, but they're still good, right? Like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, because of all the other stuff that we do, we have to believe that there are good people yes. somewhere and, and, uh, that are doing the work and there are, there are oh lots my God. of good people. And, and the, the journalist side, I love oh, because we've spoken to some journalists who like they wrote an article and because yeah. of what they wrote, an investigation got started yes. and, and, you know, it led to this thing and it just highlights the importance of that First Amendment right and the importance of local journalism, the importance of local politics when we talk to some of, you know, uh, yeah. the politicians that we speak to. And if any of you know journalists, writers, politicians, anyone that you think we should have on Little Muck or anyone, you know, that you would love to recommend, you know, we are open to your suggestions. Who would you like to hear? Send it along to our gmail uh the muck podcast at gmail.com that would be awesome yeah 
do you want to open your Christmas present? <laughs> I mean, let's just crowbar everything yes. in the kitchen sink into this episode. Yes. We already had everything else you could possibly yes. imagine. I'm we've so had, excited. Yeah, we've had a sing-along. We have. You said the F word. I did. <laughs> we had, we dropped bombs about. Oh my God, we had amazing guests. Yeah, it was great. It's it was just, great. It was all around, all around good. Yes. So who, do you want to go first? Okay, wait, do you want me to open first or me to give you first? That's what I'm asking. No, I'm going to give it to you. All right. Okay. okay, okay. So there's two little things in there. I want you to do one first because the first one is is like so <laughs> stupid. Uh, first which one's one? first? The ball? Yeah. Okay. Oh! It is Pompano. <laughs> a Pompano Beach ornament? I saw Pompano and I was like, I have to That's get this for her. That's fucking bomb. I love it. Because it's Pompano. I live in the no. Oh, oh, it's this little package. There's something inside. It's got Japanese fish on it. What's that? I can't. They're bolt cutters. <laughs> they're bolt cutter earrings. They're, oh they're Fiona Apple. Fetch the bolt oh, cutter. This girl makes my them. Oh, God. And I was like, I have to get them. <laughs> oh, my God. Aren't they? So I'm going to wear them every fucking wear. I'm gonna wear them everywhere, and if somebody says something, I I'm be like, "Get the foot bowl cutters!" So and get me the excited fuck out of this. when I saw those. They're like the craziest. It's, I love them. Do you love them? Well, it's like so. <laughs> I'm wearing them on Friday when we hang out with our friends, socially distanced socially backyard. Distanced, Don't get masks. on our fucking cases, please. Oh my god! Thank you so much. I well, one I wanted to support local people. Very good. And Oops, I didn't do that. On my and, Sorry. And local <laughs> and local artists. Yes. And so, uh, yes. Yeah, so this this person makes like all sorts of things, and she had this whole Fiona Apple thing, and I was like, <gasps> "That's amazing!" I was so excited. Well, okay. I love her. She's obviously my best friend, and yes. she doesn't know it yet. All right, yeah. here's your first one, which is a dumb dumb gift. Oh, a fun dumb dumb gift. Oh, I love. This is so exciting. I feel like this year. Oh, my God. what is? <laughs> I love this. It's a serial killer coloring book. This is like the best thing ever. It's oh so my good. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so good because okay, there's the oh my god, there's Ed Gein and he's got Ugh. like a skin necklace. Ed Gein is the worst. Come on, he's got a skin necklace. Oh, Ed Kemper. Oh, oh my god. Oh Maybe my that's god. who was I thinking of. Ed Kemper was he the co-ed killer or was he's that Gein the co-ed? The, yes, no, the co-ed killer. Ugh. And yeah, the baby doll. And oh my god. Oh my god, Jeffrey Dahmer. Ugh. It's, and it's got, I love it because the, the, it has the all side of the pictures, little, right? It's got the little things yeah. associated with it. I like them. that too. I like that too. I liked it. Oh my God, <laughs> this is so much fun. All right, here's your other gift. This is, I my... hope you like, now listen, if you don't like it, I will return it and get you something else no. that you like. If it's not your like style or whatever, please. <laughs> I'm just tired of hearing you complain about this. Maybe you'll hang on. This is crazy. Why are you getting. <laughs> Are you insane? No. Yes. Oh my god! So Hillary got me sunglasses because I never have sunglasses. <laughs> oh my god! This is too much, girl. No, no, no. I'm worried about the lenses. Why? Because they're not like dark, dark lenses. They're like. Oh, girl. Do you like I'm them? I'm styling and profiling. <laughs> I love it. So they're navy blue, like on the outside, which I thought you would like. I love. It. All right, but the fr but the lenses. Why are you kidding me? This, this but the lenses much. are like gradient. They're not dark. No, it's I. 
All right. Because I, I wasn't sure. Too much. It's not too much. It is. You need to have a nice pair of I sunglasses know, but because like, no, you no, always walk around with these much. cheapy sunglasses, and you deserve. Okay, good. first of all, well, all right. Okay, it's no offense. First of all, but it's because she won't are. buy nice sunglasses for herself. Number one, I do just I, the sunglasses I wear are wherever I am. Are free. Oh, they're free. Yeah, like, <laughs> they say blood bank on the side yes. or something like this. Yeah, don't worry. My husband yes. does this. He went and donated blood. He comes yes. home because I got a free blanket. I go. That's what, yeah. the only reason yes. he gave blood. Yeah, yeah, so that's my sunglasses. They're all um, yeah. freebie, freebie, <laughs> different styles. And I thought that I was going to do some kind of fashion trend where, like, this is going to be the thing where. And did that happen? It did not. No, it didn't. And also, she repairs them. Like, she was here last Sunday, and she was like, I think I left my sunglasses. And my husband just repaired them. I'm like, oh, my God. The free glasses? That's the ones he repaired? Now you have nice sunglasses. I know, but this is too much. No, they're not too much. Don't lose them, and you'll be fine. Oh my god! <laughs> There's a huge responsibility. Now. <laughs> That's right, and I want to see them every week on your every face. week. They will be on my face. Yeah. I love them. Thank you. Are you sure? Because yes. Picking out someone's sunglasses is very no, scary. It's amazing. All right, good. And I, I, this is something I would never do for myself. I know. That's why I had to do it. Merry Christmas. And I would never buy vegetable cutters earrings. And I mean, now I'm so fucking happy that I have them. <laughs> Because I didn't know that I needed them, and I love them. Do you love them? Are you I... kidding me? I'm going to wear them everywhere. And if somebody says, what is that? I'm going to go sit down and listen to this album real quick. Oh, just my God. Just listen to so, this real quick. Yeah. I, just, I like I, I love them. them. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. You have no idea. And okay. do you know how much I love flamingos, by the way? That do you are love on this familiar? ornament? Yeah, okay, I love so- Flamingos. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it says Pompano Beach. Like, I had, I. Sean is one shit. One, because, like, you like different ornaments, I yes. believe. But two, I was like, it's a fucking Pompano Beach yes. ornament. And I'm always, every time I decorate my tree, I'm like, oh, oh no, it's for Tina. Yay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Merry Christmas, bitch. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this right. episode's never going to end. It's going to end. <laughs> All right. Yes. So uh, happy new year to everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, I hope that you have a wonderful new year. I mean, 2021 Uh, reset button, please. And let's just stay involved, stay focused, (laughs) keep the pressure on. Cause even though, Oh no, we have a lot. Yeah. Listen, especially never ends. That's what we need to let everyone know that the work never ends. It's not just like, Oh, an election. And now we can go back into our sort of ignorant, no bliss like we 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 can't and we have to hold biden and his administration accountable for all the things they said they were going to do so let's just stay focused and stay on the ball yes and um take care of each other stay safe uh you know i I gotta tell you i watched the movie love actually last night with my daughter i had to fast forward through some of the parts because it was some parts they were inappropriate but i forgot that movie came right out came out about a year after 9 11 and so the beginning starts with like at an airport where people are hugging each other like random families and like happy to see each other and i was like oh when the twin tower when the planes hit the twin towers they weren't sending messages of hate you know, the people on the planes, yeah. sending messages of love. And it, yeah. it ends with like uh, the people hugging each other, being happy oh. to see each other and just human connection. Yeah. And it made me cry because oh. it made me remember that, you know, we have to take yes. care of each other. Yes. And even though there are evil sources in the world who are trying to divide us as humans, it's not about party no. or who you vote for or what you believe in. We have to, as human beings, start the, taking care of each other yes. and because connecting. it will be the the, the the demise of the human race if we don't stop 
the bullshit. Yes. And realize that we are all connected. We are. Here. And there are commonalities. Yes. There are and commonalities. we're just floating through space yes. together. And so like, what do you want to do with your time on this planet? These short 70, 80, 90 years. Yes. Here, what do you want to do? Got to do good. You want to do the work. Come on. Yeah. And just take care of each other. We're all yes. on the same side. We all want the same things. Of course. Oh, Tia. Oh, I know. I love that. All right. Well, listen. I love you. Thanks. Oh, Thanks for doing this podcast so with much. me. This is like my joy. <laughs> me too. It's my joy. All right. Peace out, everybody. See you next year. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.